BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Three hours and 23 minutes, 53 hours and 23 minutes. We will make it people. We will make it. Keep pace, keep rolling, keep the same enthusiasm, keep the same energy that you've had all freaking week. Don't let up one bit. Don't stop. This is an Excel train. We're not making stops. We're going straight through from one stop to the next. The last stop was Buffalo. This stop, we know what it is. It's the 49ers. Let's mm. freaking go. Welcome in, mm. everybody. Happy Friday. Tone to Shields. Rob Ellis, Sports Take. Tone, what's up? Oh, man, Rob. You uh, you have more energy than me right now. So <laughs> it's hilarious. You know, um, I feel great. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel good. Woke up this morning on the right side of the bed, had my breakfast, had my oatmeal with my honey and cinnamon. And, uh, you know, I feel great, man. I can't complain. I want a bit. It's, it's football Friday. You know, it's the last day we get to, this is the last day we get to talk before D day. Amen. So man, I'm super excited about this game. Uh, you know, I've been really passionate all week about this matchup, right? Super duper passionate. And sometimes I get carried away, but that's just me. And uh, the fact of the matter is, this is going to be a hell of a football game. This is going to be the toughest game that the Philadelphia Eagles play uh, all season, if you ask me. Um, but again, man, um, we wouldn't have it in any other way. They're 10 and 1, so the odds are on our side. Amen. Amen. Well said. All right, so we are we're going to break this thing down, soup the nuts. We got you. Fandalorian, Jim G, Guillermo, Tyler, Kevin, Philly, Brandon, Decoy, everybody, Jason. Eric, if I missed you, Tyler, sorry, I got you. I got you. Keep keep firing at you. Want, you want to tell us where you are? You want to give a, 
a little shout out to where you where you going? Let us know, man. Let us know where you're at, where you're headed, where you what you're doing this weekend for the game. Crawley, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It is gonna be yeah. awesome. I can't wait. The hype is real, and let's do it. Let's do this thing. All right. So, couple updates. I don't love this, but we got to keep it real here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fletcher Cox and Zach Cunningham did not practice yesterday. That generally doesn't bode well. It's not a hundred percent but it generally doesn't bode well. Uh, Jason's in Lansdale. I see you. Vandalorian's in Canada. I see you. Brotherly Tough is in Cherry Hill. Um, I think there's no question that Cunningham's out tone. I don't know that it's 100% with Fletcher, but I'm not loving what 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 I've seen that he hasn't practiced yet. That's a little concerning for me. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely trending that way. Um, I know they came off of a really, really – intense game against the Bills. Those guys were on the field for about 93, 95 plays, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, then prior to that, the Kansas City Chiefs game, uh, they were on the field for about 73 or 76 plays. So these guys have essentially played about two and a half games, potentially three games, uh, you know, contained in two games. If you follow me from a snap count perspective. Yep. So um, these guys really needed the rest. Um the optimist, the, the optimist in me says, well, maybe they just had Fletcher Cox just, you know, on a, you know, had him in a, in an incubator, just had him just relaxing the whole week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or typically we don't, when you don't practice, uh, you're not playing. So um, there's one or two ways we could look at this. Um, if I had to really guess, put my money on it, um, Fletcher Cox, that kind of hand, those guys are not playing. So Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Nicholas Morrow, uh, Christian Ellis, uh, Ben Van Sumeren. Yep. <laughs> it's time to step up, man. This, yeah, it this, is. This, this is the game of the year. It's hold your breath too with those guys, but it is what it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. It's, it is what it is. So yeah, they're all going to have to be big because you're dealing with the middle of the field with McCaffrey, with Kittle. It's, you know, not ideal, but Hey, you know, it, it's football. So we're not going to sit here and cry like the Niners fans cry. If you're missing players, that's football. That's the deal. So deal with it. Uh, plain and simple. Um, Hey, did you see this too? The uh, the game in two weeks to what was supposed to be two weeks from Monday has been flexed in Seattle to a Monday game. Right, it was right, Monday yeah. four twenty five. Now it's a Monday night game between the Birds and Seattle. I, I'm, I have kind of mixed feelings about this tone. Like as yeah, a, I, I hear a lot of people are pissed about that. Yeah, like as a as just I'm not going to the game obviously, so I come at it from a different angle. I I want whatever the best game is, um, and I get where. If you're ESPN ABC, you much prefer an Eagle matchup over a Seahawk matchup. First and foremost, Eagles produce ratings, period. Like record-setting ratings, right? So I get that. Who was it? The Chiefs in New England, I think is what it was. Yes, yes, and that would have been terrible. New England is pure garbage. So I get it. It, it, It's serving the purpose of best, you know, better game to be seen. Get that. What I feel bad for are Eagles fans who are traveling out there halfway across the, you know, more than halfway across the country, the other side of the country to go to the game. Now they have to adjust all of their accommodations, hotel flights, all that kind of stuff. That part of it's tough. I feel you may miss work, you know, on Monday or Tuesday where you intend mm-hmm. to get back, whatever that part's tough for fans. I, I do feel for people. Cause I, I've talked to a couple of buddies who were like, dude, this just screwed me, man. I got X, Y, and Z. And now I have to miss this and do that. So I understand people are not happy. Yeah, yeah. Again, you brought up a good point. The fact that you know people that it's affecting directly. Um, I don't. Uh, So I do understand both sides of it nonetheless. You know, there are people who make adjustments. There are people who plan for these things before the season even starts. And all of a sudden, 
things like that happen. But, you know, that's, you know, that's the name of the game, right? You know, this isn't a foreign concept of the NFL flexing games. Yeah. So um, whenever you book a ticket for an away game, try to make sure it's maybe as close as possible. Make sure it's driving distance because, you know, those away games on the West Coast, if they flex that, man, I, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's almost like it, um, it's, it's par for the course. It comes with the territory. Whenever you get to this part of the season, most of those games are going to start to get flexed, especially if the matchups that originally were on that date aren't good. Yes. And it's just, you know, it's the risk you take. That's why, I mean, as exciting as it would be, you know, I'm not pressed to go to an away game on the West Coast or um, on anyone's coast, really. Um, I would love to go, you know, I, I would much rather go to the away games that are closer to my area that are mm-hmm. potentially driving distance or the flight isn't that long. You know, it, it, it just provides more flexibility, you know, um, fly in that day probably fly out that night you know like yeah. you know on, on, on the west coast going to seattle good luck flying in that day and flying out that night good luck oh, so yeah. yeah so um yeah i mean it's it's the name of the game man i do feel bad but you know again this is what this is what the nfl does you know you gotta you know you gotta assume all risk when you you know when you go on excursions like that yeah especially late like late season you know, and again, I do, I do get where people are upset, but you, you got to know that it's a possibility. That's all. Yeah. It's just, it, it, there's a shot that that happens. You especially have to know it when your team's good, uh, that this, this could occur. So definitely. anyway, I get it. I get both sides of this thing for, yeah, sure. for sure. Um, but anyway, so beyond that couple things, um, to look at, I thought this was interesting. There's no word yet on, on Zach Ertz passing through waivers or if there's any interest, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know. The team I threw at you yesterday just to watch out for is the Ravens, and I still think that's the case. Uh, right. I think the Ravens are are, are going to – could be in play there. Yeah, exactly. I, out of all the places um, that he could potentially go, because he's looking to sign with a contender, the Ravens make the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 like we talked about yesterday, and no bad team is going to pick up $2.5 million through the waiver process. I think he actually clears waivers, Tone. Yeah, then, he'll, then he'll it's going to be just wherever he wants to go. I, I'm, you know, I, that's just be my guess. But um, it was interesting. Purdy was talking about returning to Philadelphia, and it sounds weird to say he's not sentimental. You're usually sentimental about something that was good or a positive, you know, about the good old days or or whatever. This is not something you'd be sentimental about. But I guess it would in, in the, to the extent that you got hurt, you came back from it, you didn't miss any time. And you're playing extremely well, but I, you know, not surprisingly, he said basically, I'm not thinking about that, man. I, I got to worry about this team that's in front of me that I'm dealing with. So he played it some, unlike some of his teammates, I think he handled it pretty well. I mean, he's the quarterback. He has to uh, play it that way. Um, he has no other option. He has to be the stabilizing force, um, you know, in a locker room full of guys who are being emotional and petty. So, you know, that's his responsibility as the quarterback. And he's trying to prove himself as the franchise, right? Yeah. So um, it's kind of hard to do that, you know, when your hat's turned backwards in your meetings. Uh, shout out to Colin Cowherd. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, look, man, he's a human being. He Everyone always remembers when and how they got hurt, hmm. whether you play a sport or not. You know, yeah. if you, if you uh, had this injury and it was traumatic for you, Nine times out of ten, you're gonna always remember how it happened, when it happened, and maybe who who was respo- who was responsible, right? Yeah. So he can play it cool all he wants. The fact of the matter is, he's come back to Philadelphia, and uh, they say lightning doesn't strike twice in the same spot, but <laughs> that's how Sam Reddick always does. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so look, man, he's uh, these guys, and, and then look, right? He he can potentially be a victim of his own teammates' uh 
pride and hubris. So, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll see how this thing turns out, man. But again, Brock Purdy's having a really, really great season. Um, can't take that away from him at all. He's maximizing his opportunity with the 49ers, and um, he's doing the best he can um, to take advantage of the assets um, that are around him. Um, Kyle Shanahan is putting him in optimal positions. Um, I have a hard time believing um, he would be as successful um, in a Bryce Young type situation, or um, right. if he was, or, or even if he was with the uh, Steelers. I don't know. Um, it's just certain situations where there's a team are, with limited uh, offensive. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's and, and again, right? I, I know it sounds like I'm kind of undercutting the guy, and may, maybe I am, but you know, I think I, I think I should be able to acknowledge his ability to maximize his situation and also be able to acknowledge that he still has limitations. So um, regardless though, um, it's going to be a competitive game. Yeah. And I have no doubt that both teams are going to give it everything they have. And this is not going to be a cakewalk for, you know, for either side, both teams are going to have to bring their a game. No, I, I agree. The tough game. There's no question about that. I, and I, I agree with you. I, I think too, that what happens is sometimes when we call a guy a game manager, it, it, it's looked down upon by people. I don't personally, I don't think yeah, that game I mean, managers, I think you play kind of, smart. You're doing yeah. the right things for your team to win. That's a negative connotation, right? Yeah. It, 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 sh- it shouldn't though. It shouldn't. Yeah. So, but anyway, if, again, if you're asking me if I have my druthers, do I want the Eagles quarterback or do I want him? I want the Eagles quarterback. All right. I, every day. I want, I want a guy that can operate in the confines of the offense. And also if I, if things break down, can he make the play? Can he win the game? Absolutely. Right. If I'm down 10, um, in the third or in the fourth quarter, can he find a way to will me back? You know, can he lead these guys back to the uh, you know, to the winning side of things? Jalen Hurts has proven that on more than one occasion. Um, I we have yet to see Brock Purdy in a comeback situation. We we haven't. You know, he you know a lot of situations he's been placed in have been pretty um manicured and you know right. um cont- contained and you know he's you know he 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 plays with the lead a lot. You know, so um. There are just certain things, in my opinion, that are qualifiers for me to consider you a top-tier quarterback, and um, he hasn't checked all those boxes for me yet. All right, uh, update from one minute ago with Nick Sirianni meeting with the media. When asked about Lane Johnson playing Sunday, uh, Nick Sirianni said, we'll see. He was a full participant in practice yesterday. Uh, So I would – again, my – my thought process is he'll play. Uh, says Dallas Goddard is doing well. Also, won't say if he's playing uh, without practicing this week. So again, the, the the guess here is no Goddard. Uh, the guess here is absolutely Lane, barring any setbacks. And I think right now Fletcher. I'll see. I'll update you if he says anything on Fletcher. But that's you know, kind of you know it's yeah. so funny. Yeah. It's so funny like like the Lane part. You know, you know, because Nick Sirianni always says, "Yeah, we'll see, we'll see." Right? Yeah. That's the one moment where I actually believe him on Lane because you yeah. know he was good to go for the game prior to, and all of a sudden, the day of, an hour or two before the game. Yeah. <laughs> so literally with Lane, when he says, but "You we'll know, see. it had to be bad." By the way, if he didn't try, that dude is is nails, man. You know, yeah. when it comes to to anything, but you're right, right, because right. you know, typically they 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 always say we'll see as like the you know the you know the brush you off. Comment. That's like that's like. Yeah. Coach speak, away, right? Fly. Shoot yeah. fly. Coach yeah. speak. But the, for, when it comes to Lane, yeah, we will. We definitely will have to see. So, mm-hmm. no question. All right, I want to hit you out of the shoot early. Um, and, and and by the way, Coach Marcus is right. I thought Driscoll did a nice job. He did. I thought he did a nice job. He gave up a pressure early and nothing after that. To, props to him. He he did a he thrown in there at the last second. Nice work out, out of him. 
Uh, he said he found out around one o'clock, one thirty that he'd be starting for a four o'clock game. So not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's the Eagles question for you and for everybody in the chat. Tell who will be the best player on the field Sunday. Mm. So let's think about it. this. We're both teams. You could, you could, you know, you, oh, let's go Eagles hurts. Uh, you could certainly throw AJ Brown in there. You, if you wanted to go offensive lineman, you could go Kelsey or Lane Johnson. Devontae Smith's been excellent, but then you go to the other side. You've got Christian McCaffrey. You have Brandon Ayuk, who's having a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. You have Nick Bosa. You have Fred Warner, who's arguably the best linebacker in the game. Uh, Trent Williams, who's still getting it done at 35 at left tackle. There's a lot of choices in this game. So for you, who would it be? Yeah. Uh, if I had the first person that comes to mind um, on, on the Eagle side, uh, Hassan Reddick. Um, okay. I, I believe Hassan Reddick is um, very motivated, um, you know, to go in this game, guns are blazing. Not that he needs any more motivation, but you know, Hassan Reddick has kind of been uh, the topic of the conversations because of, you know, he was the one that wrecked that game. And that's the kind of guy you want in your defense, right? You want a guy that can wreck a game for the opposing, um, for the opposing offense, right? You know, that's why it kind of blows my mind when people kind of, when, when 49ers fans particularly, particularly pretend like, they were they they were they're owed something or deserve something. No, there are guys on the defensive side of the ball who get paid to wreck games, and that was the quintessential addition of someone um, wrecking a game. I think Hassan Reddick is going to come out there guns blazing. Um, I think he's going to abuse um, Brock Purdy. If I'm being honest, he has the better matchup um, on you know uh, against their right tackle versus Josh Sweat against Trent Williams on the left side. So I think Hassan Reddick has the you know has the better matchup. Um, also. On the offensive side, um, I got to go Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to play um, one of his best games of the year. Um, Jalen Hurts tends to up his game, um, especially based on the people he plays. Um, he always he always attempts to play well. That's not that's not implying that he lowers his lowers the standards, but yeah. um, he always he's a high, he's a highly self aware player. So um, he's always he's always going to make sure that you know when it comes to certain opponents. He's going to bring his A game regardless. And then on the on the San Fran side, I got to go um, CMC. Christian McCaffrey is the linchpin for that offense. I think CMC is the engine on that offense. Um, they don't operate the same. Um, when they traded for him, he took their offense to an unprecedented level. Um, so I think CMC is going to be the best player on the field for the 49ers um, on the offensive side defensively. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Fred Warner, man. Fred Warner is a tremendous talent. wasn't a first round pick at all. Um, completely just you know just shattered expectations in his career. He's the best linebacker in the NFL. Um, they go as uh, they go as he goes. So I just think Fred Warner is is is, is prime for um, a big game. What about you though, Rob? All right, let me tell you who has to be the best player on the field. Uh, I'll start with the Eagles. On the offensive side of the ball, without question, it's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has to be great in this game. He has, has to be, be brilliant. pretty spectacular. Yeah, he has to be brilliant, right? It has to look like the second half has looked the last couple of games for a full game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think on the other side of the ball, I I completely concur with you. Hassan Reddick has to be that wrecking ball. He's got to be that guy who heads are on swivels, who you can't believe, man, this is 
this is the signature Hassan Reddick game of 2023. It has to be that game for him. Because if you're letting Purdy get time, he's going to hurt the Eagles. I mean, we could sit here and kid ourselves all we want. If Purdy has time, they're going to have success against the Eagles secondary. Mm-hmm. So Hassan Reddick has got to be nasty. So I'm going to go Hurts and Reddick. If I'm going to the other side of the ball, um, I'll tell you, it's McCaffrey all day offensively for them. And on the other side of the ball, I concur with you. I think it's Fred Warner. Fred wow, Warner. We, we did not preconceive these. No, we didn't talk. I, I, I purposely. We, there's certain things we go over. I, I, I want to get your reaction without knowing what it is. I don't. Right. I don't yeah. Before the show, but I, uh, I think Fred Warner gets lost in the wash sometimes with, with Bosa and and you know and some of the other names that they have on that side of the ball, where this guy just just dead, he's got 95 tackles or I, I was looking at his numbers the uh, for for a segment we have coming up. Yeah, 95 tackles and we don't. He doesn't get as much love as he should. But anyway, uh, I think both of those guys for them, if you can contain McCaffrey and he doesn't go – like if he has like 75 total yards, I think the Eagles win the game. Like Agreed. that's one of those telltale stats for me. If he's contained, I think they're going to be fine. I really do, man. I agree. I agree because, um, you know, I'll be honest, man. I don't mean to disrespect, but I don't, I don't think Debo Samuel is a top five wide receiver in this league. I, I don't just don't. I don't, I think man. He's, in fact, I think he's overrated. He's a weapon, you know what I mean? He's a weapon for sure. You can use him in a run game, pass game, but I don't think he's a better wide receiver than A.J. Brown. I don't think he's a better um, – I, I honestly don't even think he's a better pure wide receiver than Brandon Ayuk. You know what I mean? Um, Ayuk's better. Ayuk, I, 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 Ayuk is a better receiver, period. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, but, again, that, that's just our opinion. Um, you know, they've – CMC again, he takes them over the top. His his a uh, his versatility and his ability to do both things, running and receiving at such a high level, is such a tough cover. He's elusive. Mm-hmm. He runs with power. Um, his vision is tremendous. Patience on a whole nother level. He can block as well. So, man, uh, you find a way to contain. CMC, you find a way to limit him from hurting you. Yeah, you force those other guys to them because because this is what happens, right? Yep. They get CMC involved early because they want it because it, it sets everything else up. You you stop CMC and you force Brock Purdy to just beat you straight up. Yep. Yeah, he can be had. Yeah, he can be had. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I think I just to give, go back to Debo for a minute. It, it's not that he can't turn something. Or, or nothing into something. He yeah. can't. He's dangerous he, for sure. He's very but... much like AJ in the sense that you get him a slant at five yards and he can go 55 yards because he's so strong and that kind of thing. But he is not, he's not that guy in terms of being a dominant receiver. Ayuk's better. Uh, AJ's better. I'll take, I would take Devontae Smith to tell you the truth. I would take any of those guys um, over him. Yeah. I think CD guy... Lamb is a better receiver than him. I do too. To me, he's not the guy you have to key on. I think you key on offensively McCaffrey. I think you key on the other side of the ball. You just not. And they did a good job on Bosa last year. Yeah. They did. You know, lost in all the other stuff with with Purdy getting knocked out was Bosa didn't. They didn't kill the Eagles at all in that game. Here's the thing, right? The two guys, in my opinion, when it comes to the Niners, there's only two guys I truly, truly worry about. Regardless, regardless of who's playing against them, there's only two guys. Whenever I watch the 49ers, there's two guys I pay attention to, no matter no matter what. It's CMC and George Kittle. Yeah. Those two guys are the mismatch nightmares on the field. See, I don't just pay attention to guys who are talented. I pay attention to mismatch nightmares. 
who who's the toughest cover regardless regardless of who you put on them who can win the most matchups and george kittle and cmc are those guys for me in their offense george kittle he's too big for safeties um he's too quick and shifty for linebackers slot corners (laughs) good luck you know what i mean he can block his ass off cmc same thing man too elusive for linebackers um He's stronger than he's he's stronger than most safeties and corners, and those are the though in my opinion those two guys are the mismatch nightmares. And when 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 you have the the less answers you have for a guy, the you know the the harder your day is going to be. Mm. So um, Ayuk, Debo, they can do whatever they want. I'm paying attention to those two guys yeah. because they're going to be able to hurt the Philadelphia Eagles in particular the most. I agree. Like I agree, and I think that. Um... You know, obviously, this is taking nothing away from this team. We know how good this team is uh, that they're going to be playing. But there are certain guys that you key on, and if the other guys beat you or hurt you a little bit, okay, fine. I mean, you're you're to think that if Purdy stays healthy, you're going to completely shut this team down. I think you're kidding yourself. You know, you're going to have to show up. And the biggest thing for me, Eagles, even if you forget matchups for a minute, and we are going to get into some key matchups in the next Mm -hmm. segment, but you forget about it for a minute. Got to start faster, man. Got to start faster. Come out the same way you've come out the last couple of weeks. Think about it. You beat. Kansas City on the road tone without showing up in the first half. You beat mm. Buffalo, who was desperate as hell at your place without showing up in the first half. Don't don't push it for a third week because yeah, I'm telling don't you push it. fight them this week. Don't push it. They're getting closer and closer to the edge. Yeah. Remember, they uh they came out of halftime down by 10 against the Chiefs. They came into that first quarter, the uh the, the, the fourth quarter down 10 to the Bills. Yep. What happens next, Rob? The game yeah. ends after that. Yeah, exactly right. So, are you going to lose by ten? <laughs> you follow me? So, yeah. Um, you don't cannot... you don't need your kicker to drop a fifty nine yarder in a swamp. To exactly. Get you overtime. Don't you don't do keep not playing that game. Want to start slow? And again, I'm I, I think the Philadelphia Eagles win the game. Don't do not get me misconstrued, Eagles fans. Yeah. Uh, I think the Eagles win this game, but this isn't one of those games where um they can afford to start slow and they can just all of a sudden just turn it on whenever they want. This is mm-hmm. a game where you want to start off strong and you want to end strong. Flat out, because yeah. the 49ers are going to push you for all four all four quarters. Now, I will say this, though. The 49ers, they better be careful, because if they allow us to be a fourth-quarter game, if they allow the Eagles to be within three points or within seven or within a touchdown in that fourth quarter, buckle up, because Jalen Hurts is coming. He's coming. I, 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 I mean, I mean I that. You know, he, he at this point, at, at this point, he's shown you two weeks in a row. Do not do not give him light. Yep. Do not do, do do not let air come through the cracks <laughs> because that breeze is chilling. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, that breeze will be a tornado before you know it. Um, exactly. All right, so let's hit it. Let's come back and, and we're going to dive into the uh, the keys here. A couple of the, you know, we we just hit on a few, but there's a lot more that we can get into here. Some numbers that might reveal some things for for this game too. Uh, and we'll get into the Niners and, and exactly what they bring to the table as well. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna cover this thing head to toe, like I said earlier. We're gonna we're gonna get you ready for this game, and we want to get your predictions as well uh, throughout the course of the show. Tone and I will give ours before we get out of here. We'll give our storylines like we always do. We're gonna go through the best games of Week 13 uh, in the NFL. We'll certainly tackle last night's game with the Cowboys beating the Seahawks. No punts in the game, Tone. Not a punt to be seen last night in that mm. game. And if you liked uh, flags, if you like referees, you loved last night. You love seeing Cleet Blakeman 
and the, and the rest of those guys. I love zebras. Oh, I can't can't get enough. Everybody everybody you know, watches and goes to games to see officials. It was great. All right, so we'll do all of that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Habertown. It's Friday. I will be making my 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 visit in a little bit uh, after the show today. But I've been going there since I was a kid, Bravo Pizza of Habertown. They've been family-owned since 1985. Alex and his great crew are in there each and every day providing the most fresh food that you could possibly have with the absolute unequivocal most options for you. They have 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go, specialized pizza your way. But as I mentioned, they don't just do pizza. They have fresh pasta. They have sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads, you name it. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity schools, little leagues where the proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike. Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown, 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call right now, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. 
Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back, back, football Friday. Love it, love it. Tone to Shield, Rob Ellis hanging out with you, getting you set for the Eagles and the 49ers. All right, Tone, so a couple other things to look at here. I'm going to start with this one. This is an intangible. All right, we'll get into the tangible stuff. We've talked about emotions a lot. We've talked about all the talking that the 49ers have done all week and the fact that the Eagles have taken the high road, which I think has been smart. Right. But just because they're not saying anything publicly doesn't mean they're not feeling it inside. And I'm, so I'm asking you this mm-hmm. for both teams. The, the 49ers have worn it on their sleeve where the Eagles right. haven't. But we all know that for both of these teams, especially the Niners, this game was circled as soon as the schedules came out. All right. They, they've been looking at this thing since that, that the schedule came out and with the, with the way last year ended. How concerning is it really from either side for you um, that your emotions run too high and you get outside of yourself a little bit you make mistakes. You're not paying attention to detail, maybe the way that you would, and you're just looking to stick it to some guy or show some guy up. We know how it is. We've all been there playing sports. So how do you mm-hmm. how do you how do you view that aspect of this game? That's a good question because um, no one's above it. Um, some people just handle it differently, right? So one person on the Eagles side that if I had any concerns about, um, as far as their emotions. And again, everyone shows it differently. Everyone handles it differently. Just because that person isn't showing you on camera doesn't mean it's not burning them up inside. I don't want James Bradbury to feel like he has to prove something to Debo Samuel. Right. Um, He needs to do it. And, and again, Bradbury has shown that he's a professional. And he does his job to the best of his ability. And he, fo- and, and he focuses on his technique, um, his own work ethic. And um, everything that's required of him on game day, he's he doesn't play emotionally, right? Yeah. But still, this has been a narrative all year and all offseason about how Debo called him trash and all that kind of stuff. And you know, he even doubled down on it. Again, I don't expect James Bradbury to get out of character. I don't expect it, mm-hmm. but also I think it's something that deserves to have a light shine on it. Um, yet still, um, I want James Bradbury to play his game. Right. Uh, don't feel like you need to go out there and prove something. Don't um, take too many risks out there because you feel like you need to prove that you're not trash. Mm-hmm. Right. At the end of the day, um, the, the, uh, the answer uh, will be given to uh, the answer will be given to us all about, you know, by the end of the game. And um, it's a team effort out there. No need for you to no no need for you to think that you have to be the one to stop Debo. Play your game, um, play smart football. And uh, you should and you, you should come out on the right side of things 
um, on the 49ers side. Same thing goes for Debo Samuel. He is a guy who, and look, AJ Brown says, you know, you know, I know Debo. He's like a big kid. You know, he's trolling all that kind of stuff. All, you know, he's having fun with it, whatever. But my thing is, you know, I don't know. I part don't of it's trolling, by the way. Part of it, part of it, I'm not buying that. Not buying I'm, it a little bit. I, I'm not buying that. He really has. Um, and, it's, and it's, again, it's not like James. Bradbury. They don't. He don't know. He doesn't know James Bradbury personally. Like they don't. They never had any issues. So even him, even Bradbury taking a stray like that was kind of random. Um, so I don't know. A guy like Debo Samuel, he can't allow his emotions to get the better of him this game as well, because he yeah. wants to prove something too that 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 they would have won that game handily, right? So, um, will you know? Will he rely on his technique? Will he stay? Will, will he stay true to the fundamentals? You know. You know. We'll find out. I'll tell you, the, I, I'll be honest with you. The guy I worry about least, I think Bradbury can is a really chill pro who will take it in stride. Like I don't think I agree with outside you. of himself. You know, like yeah. I think Debo might be the one to try to do something to just justify to back up his words, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, much more than Slay would. So I, I, I actually. I, I'm kind of glad he's the one he chose to go after because because mm. Bradbury's perfect, man. In in terms of that that mindset, he's a like Slay is a reactive kind of dude. I'd worry mm-hmm. about it a little bit more if he went after Slay with Slay trying to do something. But I don't. I'm I'm think Bradbury's going to be fine. But I do wonder just generally with the Niners feeling like they have so much to prove here in this game and having to back up all the smack. It's one thing that look. It's easy to talk in December and January and February mm-hmm. and March. Now it's real. You know, I'm talking last December. Now that we're it's crazy, we're in December already. But, right. um, but it, there's a lot. There's the other thing, Tone. There's a lot riding on this game. Absolutely. So think about this. Think about this. Phillies, the Eagles are ten and one. Dallas is nine and three. Uh, San Fran and Detroit are eight and three. If the Niners win, then all of a sudden the Eagles, you know, ten and two. They play the Cowboys, who haven't lost in 14 games at their place next week. Cowboys win that. Niners keep winning. Like, this thing gets flipped on its ear really, really quickly um, in two weeks' time. This has been a monster game, not only for all the talk that's been done, but from a seeding standpoint, everything's on the line here in this game. It's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I'm looking at it like this, right? Um, let's like, although the Eagles can't really afford to slip, the fact of the matter is when you look at the Dallas Cowboys and the uh, the 49ers remaining schedules, um, they again they have three losses. Eagles have one right now. Yeah, they the more in my opinion, the more of the pressure is on them because they have to find a way to win out. You know, they have to find a way to make sure they can close the distance. On um, the Philadelphia Eagles, they have technically um the most room for error and their final three leg stretch um should be a piece of cake now here's the thing dallas they have eagles bills dolphins lions commanders do you really think they're going to win out i don't win out no Um, no and san francisco they have eagles seahawks cardinals ravens commanders rams um um, their two hardest games on the schedule is going to be eagles and ravens eagles and ravens yeah Um, and and I think the Ravens are a really, really good football team. So the fact of the matter is the 49ers need this game, period. They need this game. And Dallas Cowboys, they need next week. They need next week's game. 
But 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 irregardless though, the the the, the Philadelphia Eagles are in the better position nu- numerically. And let's just, you know let's just play hypotheticals, right? Let's say the Philadelphia Eagles lose to the Niners and they lose to the Cowboys, right? Let's just say that happens. But they beat Seattle, they beat the Giants twice, and they beat the Cardinals. So that would put the Eagles at what fourteen and three? Yes. Let's say the Cowboys. Um, they have to said, win out. I mean, they well actually they wouldn't. They wouldn't have to win out. They will have split with the. Are you assuming the, the a loss to the Eagles? Right. Right. They, right, they beat right, the Eagles. Right. Right. Exactly. So, but again, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Commanders. That three game stretch. Do you think they're going to? Under, I don't think they're going undefeated in that stretch. I just right, don't. Right. So, if if we already got the Eagles locked in at fourteen and three, even with the two losses to the Commanders, I mean to the uh, to the Niners and the Cowboys, if the Cowboys lose one game, that's that's it. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the Cowboys literally have to win out. Even if the Eagles, even if the Eagles lose these next two games, the Cowboys have to win out. That's not going to happen, in my opinion. I just don't mm-hmm. think so. Same thing goes for San Fran. Um, even if the Eagles lose two games to the Cowboys or the Niners, the Niners still have to win out. They have a better chance of doing so than the Cowboys, but I don't think it. I don't think it'll happen. I think what's going to end up happening. I think. I think the. Uh, I think the Eagles and I think the Eagles end the season fourteen and three. I think the Niners end the season. Uh, thirteen and four, and I think, and I think the Cowboys, and, and I think the Cowboys in the season twelve and five, uh, twelve and five. Okay, that's how I think it's going to get laid out. If I'm being honest. Okay, okay. Uh, look, I hope you're right. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I hope you're right. Uh, if that's the case, all right. So let let's hit a let's hit a couple things also. Um, looking at that's interesting. Both teams, same scoring average. You know, they're right there, tied for third. Twenty eight point two, uh, is the scoring average. So mm. I, I don't see much difference there in terms of how they get there. The Eagles have to just be a little bit more, I think, complete would be the best word. Right. Uh, Niners have been better defensively. Uh, Niners are better at taking the ball away. Tone, they're second in the NFL, actually tied for second in the NFL uh, in takeaways. Um, they've only allowed two. I thought this was interesting. They've only allowed they've allowed the fourth fewest sacks. They've only given up 21. Um but like we talked about, that's got to change. That that has there has got to be. I, I think there's got to be a minimum of three sacks from the birds this week. Uh, if if they if they really want to combat this offense that the Niners roll out there, that's what they're mm-hmm. going to have to do um, and get home. But they still have a lot of good players. Uh, Trent Williams at 35 can still play at a really really high level, and that's something to watch for. Eagles have to get off the field on third down, which has been maybe their biggest issue the entire season defensively. That's got to be the biggest thing. And Daz is right. You can't have turnovers. You just you can't have turnovers. You can't. You keep. They again lost the 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 takeaway giveaway last week and won a game. That's another trend that will stop soon. Yeah, that's a, take your uh, pick of any of those. I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but take y- your pick. Yes, I, I mean you're not wrong in any capacity in any of those things you mentioned. That's the thing, right? Um, although the Eagles have been winning, um, you can still look at them and say there is a. A, a handful of things that we probably should clean up uh, starting early, um, getting better on third down defensively. Um, they've handled the red zone issues, um, which I'm really happy about. There was a point where they were at the bottom, bottom five of the team, um, bottom, bottom five of the league. Now they're what, top 10 now in the league or, or, or close to top five, if I'm not mistaken. So like, like, like the fact of the matter is, 
they have a lot of things. As a matter of fact, the Eagles are now ranked fifth in the NFL in red zone efficiency. Miami's one, Buffalo's two, Baltimore's three, the Chargers are four, which is crazy. They so they suck, but um, they when they get in the red zone, they score. And the, uh, the Eagles are five, San Fran is six. So both of these teams, when they get the opportunities in the red zone, they typically get that thing in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're the Niners. They're playing. They're playing sharp football. They're, you know, they're good, good on good. That, that, that's just a fact. I mean, you know, we've been talking about this all week, right? And you know. We talked about this prior to the show, how uh, you know we're attempting to find every every angle, every spin in this thing. But the fact of the matter is, both of these teams are great. Both of these right. teams, both of these yeah. teams are at the top of their class. There isn't they, a distinct advantage isn't collectively, a distinct advantage. right? Yeah, I know it, it. It is. It's 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 one of those games. Right. It's it's generally when you have talent that this that is this close. Tone turnovers is is almost always the predictor yep. of how Tur- turnovers. And yep. another thing, you know, uh, me and Cilio was talking about this yesterday. And, um, you know, his premise was the Eagles are missing some key guys in key spots on defense. And they already were vulnerable in those spots um, on defense, particularly linebacker, right? You're missing Zach Cunningham. That's going to hurt you tremendously. Yep. Um, missing Fletcher Cox. I mean, you still have Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Don't get it twisted. But Fletcher Cox, he plays about 65, 70% of the snaps for you regularly. So you're going to miss him if he doesn't play. Big time. Um, uh, you, your your pass defense is is shaky, and on top of that, you're battling against fatigue. You've played, I want to say, you've played about 165 snaps in a matter of two games. If you really they're, break, they're on 10 days rest too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the Niners are well rested. They have a full gas tank. You know that's that, that's Basilio's narrative. So he he has a hard time finding the angle that the Philadelphia Eagles can win this game. Not because of talent, but because they had. Those guys have more gas in the tank. And about time third quarter, fourth quarter comes, can you outlast them? That's his premise. And that's not a far-fetched thing to even consider, right? The fact that the Eagles are running on eight. You know, yeah. you play you, you play north of 160 snaps in a three-game span. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough to bounce back from when you're going to because the team is well-rested and they're as high-powered as they are. Yeah. But again, my mindset was this. At the end of the day, I don't care about that. You know, even though I laid all that out, I don't care about it. You no, know I why? Hear you. Because I think the Philadelphia Eagles, um, they're built for these kind of moments, and they've defied the odds time and time again throughout the season. So, although what Cilio, uh explained, it makes perfect sense and it's very logical. I think this is one of those games where logic, or um, logic, it's a part of it, but it's not the end all be all for me. Right. I got you. So, uh, you know, I mean, again, nothing wrong. He didn't say anything wrong. It was the fact that the matter is like, you know, Eagles fans, they don't want to hear that. <laughs> right. No, we, we don't want to hear that stuff. So um, I think, the, again, again, I think it was win the game. Um, he thinks he he thinks they'll lose the game for that reason alone, not because of talent, because he doesn't think that um, when the game is over, he's going to he's not going to have a different opinion of the Eagles. Right. Because no, I got you. You, I got you lose. You. You're missing guys and you're tired. So. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, again, we'll see how it turns out. But, I, again, I, I think they win the game in spite of all that, that he mentioned. All right. So, a good question here. Uh, can Ertz say no to the Ravens or is he forced to sign with them? Well, if the Ravens claim him on waivers and they get a chance, they get a shot at him before the Eagles do because the Eagles mm-hmm. have a better record than the Ravens. He is property of the Ravens, if that's the case. If he goes through waivers and clears, 
he can go wherever he wants. He's not property of anybody. So it's his choice after that. So that, that I hope that clears that up. So it's it's he's got to get through waivers first. Then it's up for grabs wherever. Exactly. Um, and look, he's going to go to the uh, he's going to go to the place that gives him the, the best opportunity to succeed and perform. And the fact of the matter is that place is the Ravens or Baltimore. That gives him prime real estate to be able to showcase what he has. Probably learned. the whole year, too. Like the whole with the year. Eagles, you know Goddard's back in a week or so. Right? right, right. Now, it depends on how he sees himself, right? Does he have the self-awareness to say, man, I can't I can't play 60-plus snaps anymore, 65 snaps anymore, right? I need to be in a situation where yeah. I'm the second guy. I can get my opportunities. I you know, I, I can get at least maybe uh, three, four, maybe, maybe five targets um, in a game, you know, um, or is he going to go somewhere that offers him the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest bank? But at this point in the season, teams are spending big money. They're they're, they're just if you're if you're trying to go to a contender, they say, listen, this this we're willing to offer you. We would love to have you take it or leave it. Um, so again, it's all it's all about how he sees himself in his career right now. Yeah. Um, can he win? And, take- and he may just be so in love with the notion of going back to the Eagles. He may say, Hey man, I love it there. Blah blah blah. I'm an Things eagle. didn't really end well with him, him and Howie though. No, he I know. I'm just well. saying. I, 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 maybe that factors in. Who knows? You take another shot at winning one here. But, but yeah, I got you. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Deshaun Jackson's meeting with the media uh, today, Tone, as he's retiring as an Eagle officially, and then he'll be a team captain or honorary captain, excuse me, on uh, Sunday. He said, and not surprising. His his famous his favorite play as an Eagle was the 2010 punt return against the Giants. Of course, of how course. can it be right? How, how can, can it, it not be legendary? You talk, and that's that is one of those games. Even though the Eagles did not go on some deep playoff run that year, that's a regular season game that you remember forever. That the rest game, of your life, right? I mean, that's one of them. I'm I'm hoping this. I think last week's game isn't yeah. getting its just due, and I hope this week's game it's, lives. It's up still fresh. Yeah. So I think I think as the as 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 Jalen Hurts' legend grows, I think that's going to be a game we look back to and say that was the that was the one that catapulted him to this. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. You know what it could I mean, look, a, a huge game Sunday by him or a huge game by say McCaffrey, hopefully not. Could go a long way for MVP too. Mm-hmm. It could go. A, I mean, Dak, whatever. How are you feel about him? Had another big game last night in terms of numbers against a good team. Against a good against team. A good team. Prime time. The only game on that night. That stuff helps. And by the way, you and I later are going to be going through our our top five power rankings MVP, who we think is the uh, the leader in the clubhouse right now. But that those kind of games, they're signature games. This is a signature game. Not that I, I believe me, I don't think Jalen's even thinking about it a little bit. I don't think McCaffrey's thinking about it, but we're thinking about it and we talk about that stuff. So I think that goes a long, long way. I do. I really do. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, this MVP race is going to be really interesting because um, statistically, um, and obviously Dak is, a, Dak is a game ahead of everyone. He played last night, so his stats are technically ahead of everyone's. Um, but I don't think anyone's blowing us away statistically this year, in my opinion. I don't think anyone is having just this stellar statistical season. So I think it's going to come down to Yeah, it's usually a quarterback who's going nuts. There is yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Dex had Dex having a season a great season, but we've seen him have this season before. So I'm yeah. not really I don't I don't I'm not surprised, put it that way, because mm-hmm. Dex is a Dex is a good quarterback. You know, people don't want people don't want to say that, but I think Dex is a good quarterback. 
Um, if he didn't play for the Cowboys, I probably have more respect for him. Yeah. But um, he's a good quarterback, you know, if I'm being um unbiased. Uh but I feel like for this MVP award, because no one's really blowing the doors off statistically, I think in order to win it this year, the quality of victory and the quality of opponent is going to matter. The narrative is going to matter, right? Who did you beat? I feel like it's going to, I feel like this year is going to be, is going to be the theme of who did you beat? And Jalen Hurts has an opportunity to have Tua on the mantle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak Prescott on the mantle if he gets him, especially if he get him twice. Yeah. Um, but he already has his head in the mantle because he beat him once. Has Patrick Mahomes' head on the mantle? Has Josh Allen's head on the mantle? Can he put Brock Purdy and those boys' heads on the mantle as well? Can he do that? Can he put Geno Smith's head on the mantle? You know, um, can he do? You know, you know, you know, can he find another? You know. Uh, can he find another way to beat Dak Prescott in Jerry World? You know, you know, this is this Jalen Hurts has. This is going to be his. These next two games are going to, are going to be his toughest games of the season, and um, they're going to have the highest repercussions, win or lose. So Jalen Hurts, I believe he's the. If, if there's anybody that can handle this moment, it's Jalen Hurts. He's proven it time and time again. I can't. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time betting against a guy like that. Yeah. I, I listen. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, all right, let me give you other another one here. That's going to be a key linebacker without Zach Cunningham. Uh, so you're looking at Nicholas Morrow and Christian Ellis. Uh, oh, I'm not going to lie to you. Th- this is hugely concerning uh, with both McCaffrey and Kittle. Th- this is yeah. This is potentially maybe the game changer here uh, in a negative way for the birds. And what's up, Eugene, fellow Temple alum? I I, I got you. I got you, Eugene. America's mo, uh, most yeah. experienced mystic. There you go. All right. <laughs> uh, but no, I agree. I, I think that's yeah. um, that's definitely, I think, uh, an area that could be exploited uh, by the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. And I expect them to exploit it. The, uh, the question is, can the Philadelphia Eagles do enough um, to limit the damage? Because you're going to, they're, they're, they're going to take damage there. That's yeah. the, the, it's, it's it's no way around that, right? Philadelphia Eagles fans, watch don't watch the game acting surprised. They're going to take damage there. Can they do enough to limit it? Can the can the pass rush get home enough, right? Can they can guys play above their pay grade? It's going to come down to all those things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we talk all the time about stats. We talk all the time about trends and what people have done and the injury reports, all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, guys have to show up still. And we don't know how this thing's going to turn out. Anybody can get hurt in the game. Anything can happen. A tip ball here, a fumble there, a guy gets hit the right way, the wrong way. Anything can happen in games like this on both sides of the ball, for Mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles, against the Philadelphia Eagles, for the Niners, against the Niners. Anything can happen when both teams are playing this good at this high of a level when there's this much animus uh, attached to the matchup. I, again, we always talk about the injury reports, the fatigue, um, the talent, um, who's better than who, who the stats, third down efficiency, red zone efficiency, pass defense. All, who's going to show up that day? Who's going to wake up on the right side of the bed that day? That's what it all comes down to. Yeah, and who's capable of stepping up, next man up? Uh, you know, and how how big can can Christian Ellis be in coverage? How big can 
Nicholas Moore will be? How much safety help are you going to get? How much corner help? I mean, having Roby back, how big is that in the slot? You know, we saw it help them last week, you know, in the week before. So getting some of these younger or other guys who were out for a while back have got to help. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be very real, man. In the middle of the field is going to be a place to keep your eye on here. And I think the mm-hmm. Niners are going to try to exploit and, that. And Eagle fans don't be, again, and I'm one of them. Let's not be surprised when we're watching this game and we're seeing Christian Ellis get worked. <laughs> let's let's not pretend like it's going to be a shocker. Let's not get mad at this man as if he's supposed to be. Listen, they're going to get they're going to get feasted on down there. They're going to get theirs, I think, in that area. They're going to get theirs. But can they limit the damage? Can the Eagles step up in the red zone and limit the points? Can they hold them to field goals rather than get allow them to get touchdowns? It's again so many variables going to these games, you guys. So um, let's just let's just go into it. No one what to expect, but also ex- but also hoping for the best and expecting for the best as well. Because again, I'll say it again. I'm, I don't want Eagles fans to ever get me mixed up. Well said. They're winning this game. All right. Well said. All right. So we'll come back. Uh, we're going to look at the Niners, what they've done thus far. They're eight and three, but we'll look at the wins, the losses, the quality of competition, and some of the wins. Uh, some of the things that Purdy does well. Some of the things he doesn't do well. Uh, what what you're going to have to watch out for uh, a little bit deeper. Uh, when we come back, I'll give you an update in a little bit tone about Joel Embiid and whether or not he was a shoot around today. They play the Celtics tonight. Big game for the Sixers mm-hmm. uh, tonight. And Joel's health, obviously, is massive as far as that game goes. So we'll dig into all of that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Um, look, it, it took me a long time to find the right person to trust with my finances. And I don't want it to take you as long as it took me. Okay. I can tell you from personal experience that someone that I trust with my finances is Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. Uh, you might be starting a, a business of your own. And you're trying to figure out how to get your employee benefits off the ground and everything that goes into that. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've personally entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Trust me. 215, or actually, you can give a call 610 996 4751-610-996-4751, or you could email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray, dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Sports Take, Take a Sports YouTube Network. Let's hit the like button. Good friends, Tone and DeShields in for D-Gun. I am Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Friday. All right, so the Niners are 8-3. and three. Uh, They started the season off Tone winning five straight. Then they lost three straight. Now they've won three straight. So it, it, it's been really, really strong, weird sort of stretch. Really, really strong again coming out of the bye. So I want to run through some of the wins and losses um, and, and take away from this. They beat the Steelers. Uh, really, that game w- was was just destruction. They beat them 30-7 to in Pittsburgh to start the season. I'm not going to run through every game, but they also right. beat Dallas, uh, which was the last game of those first five that they won, 42-10 to at San Francisco. They absolutely annihilated the Cowboys. Then they came out of they came out of the Cowboys game and lost at Cleveland with PJ Walker 1917. A lot of turnovers in that game. Purdy did not play well, had 125 passing yards. And McCaffrey only rushed for 43. The Cleveland's defense did an excellent job. Then they went to Minnesota and lost that game as well, 22 to 17. Uh again, Minnesota did a good job on McCaffrey. I think that was a Monday night. Pretty sure it was. Yeah, it uh, was. Yeah, 45 rushing yards in that one. 
And then Cincinnati, when they still had Joe Burrow, uh, went to San Francisco and beat them 31 to 17. Purdy had a lot of yards, but some of it was in, in catch up mode. Um, yeah. And he turned the ball over um, a few, a couple times in that game as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they did lose three in a row as much as they, they seem to be, you know, this indestructible team, the bye week did them good. Uh, Purdy during that stretch too suffered a, a head injury. He was still playing. There's some question of whether he should have been whatever. By week they come out and they go down to Jacksonville and just lay it on Jacksonville. Them, yeah. Three. yeah, beat them up bad. Then they won at home against Tampa, 27-14, at Seattle, Thanksgiving night, 31-13. So there's some good wins mixed in there, no doubt. I mean, Dallas, yeah. obviously, you know. The Jags. The Jags is a, is a good win. Yeah, you know, Seattle's, I think, an average team, but whatever, they beat them. Yeah, um, I, I think Seattle was slightly above average, but I believe they have limitations at the quarterback position. Hence, why I think um, they were never really a threat in the first place. Right, right. So, so, just give me your sense here. You know of what we just kind of ran through with what they are. Based on everything that you've mentioned, with the win losses and so on and so forth, I don't think they've really. I don't think they've been threatened at the quarterback position. Um, I, we all know what Dak Prescott. We all know the season Dak Prescott is having, especially since that loss to the uh, to the Niners. Um, we know Trevor Lawrence um, is trending up, but still, um, there's still quirks in his game that he needs to uh, take care of. Um, they haven't been challenged from the quarterback position throughout this entire stretch, in my humble opinion. Um, and when they have, they've lost. Um, Joe Burrow, he 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 gave them he he gave them the gave them the business. <laughs> you know what I mean? So no, he put it on him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, look, this Niners team—they either are going to blow you out, or they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. If you just go through this entire stretch, either they blow you out by more than by two possessions or more, or they lose. So that should give you an idea of how this game could potentially go. The Niners have not been forced to play a fourth a, a game of fourth quarter football. They haven't all season. They haven't been forced to play all four quarters. You play the Philadelphia Eagles. You're going to have to play all four quarters. Like I mentioned all the time, Brett Purdy has not been put in situations of got to have it mood. He hasn't. So um, if you ask me, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are more prepared for this matchup than the Niners. Are the Niners healthier? Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, are they, you know, are they uh, well rested? Definitely, I'll give you that. Do they have weapons all over the field? And off? Yeah, I, I give you all that. But the Eagles got weapons too. Um, is their defense um, better, better than the Eagles? I would say so overall. I would say so. Um, but again, I pay attention to the distance traveled. I pay attention to who you've played, um, who uh, who's challenged you, how have you responded to challenges. And I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles have handled um, that part of it much better than the 49ers. So this game, um, this Sunday, is going to be about who can weather the storm, who can respond to the challenge better. I trust Jalen Hurts more so than I trust Brock Purdy. It's just that simple. When a team like this is this close from a talent perspective, I go to the quarterback position, and that's how I make my decision. I'm choosing Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. Yeah, I, I mean, you could take it a step further. You, you look at, for me, coaching. I know Sirianni doesn't get any any love nationally, but uh, I know the last time they faced each other, Sirianni way outcoached him. So Sirianni, I'll, ta- I'll take the coaching matchup. I'll take the quarterback matchup between Hurts and Purdy. Offensive line – and this doesn't mean that San Francisco's offensive and defensive line aren't good, but I'll take the Eagles' offensive line collectively over San Francisco's. And defensive line, look, I think you can make a case either way, especially if Fletcher Cox doesn't play. 
Okay, I'll be the first one to tell you that. That, that definitely. Just, I mean, this does, this doesn't get talked about enough, but they added Chase Young. Yeah, that's you know, a big deal. So that's right, a big deal. If you wanted to go, all right, Niners get D line. You're still getting coach, quarterback, and O line. There, that's a good sign, you know. But this is again where you can't turn it over because that can change everything. It doesn't matter. That can offset a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I don't think the D line comparison is that drastic anyway. You know, I think if even the Fletcher Cox is out, I don't think it's drastic. I I, I just don't. Um, you know, I'm looking at both of these teams, right? And you see Nick Bosa. You see Chase Young, you see Eric Armstead, um, you see uh, Javon Hargrave, and it's like, whoa, right? But then I look at the Eagles side. I see Hassan Reddick. I see Josh Sweat. I see Jalen Carter. I see Jordan Davis, right? Um, if you want to go beyond that, you got Milton Williams, who's a great rotational D-tag. Brandon Graham on the outside. Um, you got you still got Brandon Graham, right? Um, and I, I still haven't mentioned Fletcher Cox yet. Fletcher Cox is is, is 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 a game changer for sure, but I still I still think this Philadelphia Eagles D line can still wreak havoc with those guys. I think the other thing is too, and this is where it's a little bit hard to 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 go back to. I think it's hard to com- to go compare last year's game in a couple different ways. Obviously, mm-hmm. Purdy out of there so quick, but Jalen Carter didn't play; wasn't an Eagle last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Javon Hargrave was. <laughs> Javon Hargrave was. Um, and that makes a big difference. We just don't know how that's going to look either way. I mean, you can look at it both ways. Does Hargrave have an advantage knowing some some inside secrets with the Eagles' offensive line? Yeah, I guess so, but the, the same could be said for the other way around. They know what his weaknesses are, and they could try to exploit that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jordan Davis is a different player than he was last year, for sure, for this team. Um, so that that's big. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't as effective as he, as he is this year. They've lost to Funga, which is a big loss. That's a big loss. Yeah. The Eagles don't have CJGJ, who they had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that yeah, there's there's a fair amount of differences on both sides of the ball here that make it a little bit more of a of a challenge to handicap. And, and, and let's face it. I mean, if you lose your quarterback six plays into your first series, the whole tone of the change of, of the game changes in, in a lot of different ways. But nonetheless, I mean, you have a pretty good idea what you're game planning for and what it is. So let me just give you a couple things here. McCaffrey, 939 rushing yards, about five yards per carry, 11 touchdowns. He's fumbled twice, 389 receiving, five touchdowns. So he's got 16 touchdowns through their 11 games. Mm. Yeah, he's he scores virtually every single week. Uh, he is a guy who finds the end zone. Ayuk, underrated, my estimation, 45 catches, 881 yards, five touchdowns. Wait, you know, that all, compares- wait 45 catches, 800-something yards? Yeah. What is he averaging a catch? Like 18 yards, 20 yards? Uh, hold on. I'll tell you exactly. So he is averaging 19.6. Yeah, see? Like th- th- that's insane. So that's th- th- that's the big play guy you gotta watch. That's the guy to get you over the top. You gotta watch yeah. because because they're gonna test you. You know, they're gonna they're gonna lull you to sleep with Christian McCaffrey, and then all of a sudden they're gonna hit you with the hammer over the top. You gotta watch that. Yeah, I, I mean, you think about it, again, just just comparison. And Debo's played one less game than Ayuk, but Debo has thirty four catches for four hundred and seventy four yards. So he's got eleven less catches and four hundred less yards, That's averaging thirteen point nine. He's only got one touchdown too. Like there yeah. really isn't much. Yeah, how many um, rushing yards does he have? Debo has all right. Debo rushing yards. He's rushed the ball 26 times for 138 yards. He's and not, one touchdown. He's not he's he's not been the he's not no. 
You got to watch. They don't, he, remember, he complained about it. Do you remember this? He complained yeah, and, about and, running the ball, yeah, and they the, cut yeah, it back. In the contract talks, right? In the contract yes. talks, he was on. He's only averaging ball. 15 yards per game on the ground. He's not really that guy anymore. Like he'll get a jet sweep here and there. They used to actually just physically hand the ball off or pitch, you know, in, in a sweep. They don't do that really much anymore because I don't think he really likes the the beating you take at running back. Well, listen, man. You know that's what that's that's what made you who you were. You took yep. that part of your game away. Now you're not as much of a threat anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think Ayuk has you know come alive the way he does, the way he has. Look, man, Debo's a threat. You got to pay attention to him. He hasn't been a game changer all year. I'm sorry. He just had a uh, little update here. Guess who's practicing today? Who? Dallas Goddard. Get the oh, excuse me. Get the hell out of here. Dal- Dallas Goddard's practicing um, as they well. The, he's stretching and they're getting ready to go to practice right now. Fletcher Cox and Zach Cunningham are not practicing. Fletcher Cox is getting work on on a side field, but he is not practicing with the team. But Goddard is, for what hmm. it's worth. So Wait, Fletcher's getting work on a side field. No, Zach Cunningham. Fletcher's getting work on the side, and Goddard's out there as of right now, as they get ready to get into to drills. This would be Goddard playing could be a nice little boost, baby. Nice little boost. I understand Fletcher's not practicing with the team, but he's getting side work done. No, it makes sense. I mean, if, if you're dealing with, I think he's and also he's he's groin. he's their oldest. I think they're trying to just tread lightly with him throughout the week, and then he'll be a game time decision. Well, don't you don't you think that? I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could be right. Okay, I think this is one where you keep it under your hat, and then you know reveal on Sunday. You know, because I understand again if you don't practice, typically you don't play. But Fletch, it's not, it's not like he's a young guy, right? If he was no. a young guy, I'd be like, okay, he's not playing. He's an older guy. They want to make sure he doesn't overdo it. They want to monitor him every step of the way. Yeah. Maybe he gets in. Who knows? Maybe. But the fact that Goddard is practicing, that's that's scary hours. Yeah. Yeah. We'll that see. adds a whole other caveat to the game. Deshaun's out there giving giving some love to his former teammates, uh, Kelsey and Lane and some of the guys. He tells you how long those guys have been around <laughs> that they played. That's you know, insane, with, man. With the it is crazy. It's crazy. Um, well, anyway. Qu- question. Were, were Deshaun and DJK in the same draft class? Wait. Deshaun and DJK. I'm sorry. I meant um, DJK and Kelsey. Sorry. No. No, 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 no. Uh, DJK was a rookie in 08. 08, I think. Yeah. yeah. Kelsey's younger. Kelsey's younger. They weren't the same draft class. Okay. I want to say Kelsey was 10 or 9. 10 or okay. 9. Hold on. Let me check that. Yeah, 11. He was uh, Jeff in 11. Kelsey was 11. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kelsey is, uh, what is it? He's 30, 36. Wow, he's 36. Kelsey's, yeah, D- well, Kelsey's D-Jack's 37 36. because D-Jack played one last year in college, too. Right, right, right. Kelsey um, needed all. He needed it's, all four it's years. Deshaun's, years. It's actually his birthday today. Deshaun's, Deshaun's 37 today. Wow. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, so, yeah, he was a second-round pick, pick 49 overall in the 2008 draft out of Cal. So yeah, that man. Was, that was Deshaun. Great, great yeah. second-round pick, by the way. Great second-round pick. The Eagles were killing the second round back then. They had got they got Shady, Shady in the second round, DJ in the second round back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done well in the second round. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Even even um, Landon Dickerson was a second rounder. Um, I'm just trying to think of guys on this uh, on the uh, Cam Jurgens was he was he second rounder? Cam Jurgens, Cam Jurgens was a, a 
Is he a third rounder? He's a second. He's second round. He's second round. So he's because, started, um, you get a lot of guys starting who were, you know, which should yeah, be second round yeah, picks. Yeah. yeah, Jurgens was the second rounder. It was Jordan Davis, then Jurgens, then Dean. Yeah, right. that, that's how that went. Right, right, right. That's yep. how that went. Okay. Um, and, and real quick, Macklin was 09, and I think McCoy. He was a first rounder. Yeah, he was a first rounder. I, 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 I loved Jeremy Macklin. I did too. I was a big um, fan of his. Very, McCoy, very good eagle. Not great, but very that good. Was a, that, was a, that was a hell of a first two rounds for them. They got Macklin in the first and LaShawn McCoy in the second. Yeah. In, in, in 09. Yeah. That's, 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 that's crazy. Yeah, that's a killer draft. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so a couple other things to watch for. We, we've talked about this, but Bosa, eight sacks. Hargrave, six sacks. They don't really have anybody else who's got a ton aside from those two, but you got to watch Fred Warner, 95 tackles. The guy's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So there, this is – these are the – He's amazing in coverage. Amazing in coverage. Yeah, there's no weakness uh, to that game. There, there's there's just – he can do everything. He, he is your prototype for 2023. Uh, of what you want in a linebacker. And he plays he, so fast. Everything. Yeah. No, he's he's great. So they're 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 probably the three most notable guys defensively for them. But you you mentioned Chase Young going over there. You're talking about a guy who's playing for a contract mm-hmm. who has a comfort level because he played with Bosa for a year mm-hmm. at Ohio State. Those two uh you know are, are used to one another. Uh, and I would think as time gets on and he gets more used to his teammates, he'll he's just going to get better and better too, Chase Young over there. Yeah, and they're not asking him to go in there and be the guy, right? Um, no, taking some, you know, you know, uh, t- taking some load off his plate, and he's in a he's in a great he's in a great situation. He's in a winning situation. You know that you know that that in and of itself, you know, re- you know, reinvigorates a guy. Oh, hell yeah, uh, I agree. And I think again, you're hungry to get paid too. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's, that's um, a big deal. Some, it's something to be said when you no longer have to try to survive on a sinking ship. <laughs> yeah, you were given a lifeline. Uh, take advantage of it. Um, that's for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, they're the guys defensively and and you're talking about, it's interesting. They, um, you know, they lost D'Amico. D'Amico was their guy um, as their defensive coordinator. Right. And then he mm-hmm. leaves and he goes and does a great job. He's doing a great job in Houston for sure. So they've, they've had to deal with some of the things that the Eagles are dealing with. Um, Chad Hank obviously calls the plays and has, I think more influence on his offense. Mm-hmm. Um you know, then, then, then who, whomever is, is the coordinator there. It's a big game for Shanahan too, tone, because while he is really good. And I think everybody would tell you, this guy's uh, way ahead of the curve with the stuff he does offensively. He's left some things to be desired in big games. Uh, because he's never had, because he's never had, because he's never had the quarterback that can take him over the top. Yeah. That's because, that's, 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 you know, it, it's a reason his record is what he's like, he hasn't won a game whenever his team is down, what, by yeah. eight points or more yeah. in the fourth quarter? Because he doesn't have the quarterback that can come back in those situations. It matters. Yes. You know, you, like tonight, like those, like that's just not his fault, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's not having the guy, the signal caller back there that can thrive in those moments. If, it, if the game comes down to that, if the game comes down to a guy to have it drive between both quarterbacks, I'm taking, I'm rolling with Jalen Hurts every day of the week on that. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you 100. Um, percent I, I I I don't have we seen Purdy in a lot of those kind of positions? No, like 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 really think of he's not been and when he was he lost. Yeah, they went on a three game losing streak. He lost. You know what I mean? And all those the games they lost, if I'm not mistaken, they were um, 
I think they, but outside of the Bengals game, they were one possession, one possession games. Yeah. Um, lost to the Browns, lost to the Vikings by one possession. He, he whenever he whenever you put him in that situation of gotta have it, he cannot get it done. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. And I feel the good. I, I think the 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 going into the I would say probably even the Super Bowl tone of last year. Mm-hmm. That was still a knock on Sirianni and Jalen. Could they get it done in clutch situations? Mm. And and Jalen played his balls off. I mean, yeah. let's face it. Yeah, other than the one mistake. So I think that we we put that to bed. Um, and and then go into this year, and you look at the big games. Miami at the time when the Eagles beat them. Uh, you know, during this stretch, beating Dallas, beating Kansas City, beating Buffalo. I think that's been put to rest, right? The whole Jalen can't do it in a big game thing. I yeah, I think that, I think that's done. Um, yeah. He's done that against two of the best quarterbacks that we have in his league right now. Um, he's um, outplayed them when it mattered most. Um, no better example than that Bills game um, where he led them on a fourth quarter comeback uh, to take the lead. Yeah. Um, then led them down, led them down the field for what would have been a game winning touchdown drive. But um, outside of some penalties, they had to settle for. Um, uh, a, a game time field goal to go to overtime, and he gets an opportunity in, in overtime to win the game, and he marches down the field um, without a hitch. So mm-hmm. he's been put in situations more times than not to prove that he had to, to win the game. We've seen Jalen Hurts in situ- situations where he had to win the game all year, and some people are holding it against this team, right? Yeah, it was so funny last year. The Philadelphia Eagles weren't really in too many situations where they had to, you know. They were blowing. They were blowing teams out. They were controlling the game from beginning to end, and people held that against the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, can they win a close game? Um, you know, uh, you know who's uh, can this team um, win from behind if if need be? And they weren't really put in too many of those situations last year, right? Mm-hmm. Now they've been put in those situations this year, and it's being held against them. So it's like, it's like you can't win, right? The Eagles can't win either. Either they gotta blow people, either either blow people out or come back. When they can't win. Whoever's whoever's making these having these hot takes, they're never going to be wrong because mm-hmm. some, some different seasons have a theme or have a certain you know texture to them. And last year the Eagles were blowing people out. This year, um, they have a tougher schedule. Um, they lost a lot of guys on defense uh, in, in the off season. They lost a couple guys on offense. Um, in the off season, they've been dealing with more injuries on the defense side of the ball. They got new. They got two new coordinators offensive defensively and Sean Desai and Brian Johnson. They're 10 and one going. They, they, they've been defying the odds and they've been winning the uphill battles. Hmm. Yet people have this, this concern about the Philadelphia Eagles. They, they, they can't, like, like I said, man, when it comes to Philadelphia Eagles, people find reasons to not believe in what they're doing. The Eagles will never be able to win those, win those debates. It's, it's trendy mm-hmm. to, um, bet against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's trendy to uh, shit on the Philadelphia Eagles. It is. It, it's, it's just the fact that it matters. But it's okay that we thrive in these environments, Rob. This is who we are. I, I, well, I think the team does too, and that's okay. And, and look, we, we've talked at nauseum about this. I mean, the fact that they're they're underdogs in Vegas, and okay, you may look at that as it's not really a slight. It's just a, you're trying to get people to wager on both sides of this thing. Whatever. You know, when you're when you're labeled underdog and you're 10 and one and you're home and you're playing a team that you beat in the NFC championship game, there is something that comes with that. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is there's something that comes with that. And I I, I said what I said earlier in the, this week. I think all of these things have conspired 
to be to be perfect for this game this week. Like I love the fact that they're underdogs. I love the fact that San Francisco's still yapping. I love the fact that every it feels like every single major pundit has has given love to San Francisco and you know talked about how to the Eagle. You know, Emmanuel Acho, J- Jalen Hurts doesn't pass the eyeball test, and you know we could go on and on and on. Good. And I'm not telling you the Eagles need it. I'm just saying it's a nice little added bonus. That's all. It's, it's you got you got you you got your Sunday there, and they just dropped the cherry on it. Okay, good. Let's go. Perfect. Jalen Hurts could beat the Niners by three, and they'll find a reason to say, you know, he he got he got fortunate. You know what I mean? Uh, this ball did this, or this guy. It's like, dog, he beat them. He beat them. Yeah. What what, what more do you want? He beat them. This is the NFL, not college, where your point spread matters. If you beat a team, you beat a team. It's just that simple, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm I'm much rather bet on a team who's used to being put in tough situations rather than a team who's always been um, riding high on um you know ice creams and Sundays, right? You know um you know you're you're blowing teams out every week. I, I, it's hard for me to bet on that. That I I think that's I think the way the Eagles are winning is more sustainable than the way the Niners have been winning. Yeah, in my humble opinion, because in the playoffs things get tight, things get hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you take the heat in the kitchen? You might have to come back, right? Being put in those pre- high pressure situations, it prepares you for the long haul. Now, does it take its toll on you physically and mentally? Definitely. I don't want to minimize that. It, it can and it will. But when you're conditioned, when you're battle tested in that way, nothing can surprise you. Nothing can shock you. And I think that's probably what the Philadelphia Eagles were missing in the Super Bowl. They weren't put in too many situations where they had to come back and um, the defense wasn't put in situations where they had to make the play right. all year. Um, this year, they have been. And um, most of this team is still intact. Um, let's, not, let's not pretend like those playoff experiences um, all of a sudden disappear from the 2022 season. Um, this, Philadelphia, this Philadelphia Eagles team so far has two seasons worth of contrasting seasons. You've seen the you've seen the version of the Philadelphia Eagles where they blow teams out. You've seen the version of the Philadelphia Eagles where they when they when they're maybe behind or they got to come back or it's a tight squeeze. You've seen both sides of the coin. Now this is where they put it all together in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, I think I think getting to this point, having played the the amount of especially of late tough games, only helps you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it makes you more hardened. It makes you more kind of steeled and ready to go. And I think that you start to occupy, ignore all the stuff, the, hey, they, they have more rest or look what they're doing or look at their numbers in this department. I, I think all that stuff, man, it just, it just adds calluses to you. And that's good. You know, you're, you're, you're ready. And I think this team is just mentally and physically as tough as it gets. And they're going to be, I think they're, they're even going to be better prepared this year for the postseason than they were last year. I agree, but I also really think they, I also think they need that buy the most. They need to get some rest. Oh, I agree. No, listen, man, <laughs> they I, need to get some rest because it would be perfect. You, you went about nine weeks before you got your buy, you know, first time around, and you'll go about the same, close to it, give or take, and then you get your rest again. And I thought that the the off week did them really good, and I think it'll do the same. Can you imagine uh, if the buy was after Niners week? Jeez, that would have been unfair. <laughs> oh, man, leading up to the hype of the Cowboys week. Oh, my God, yeah. that would have been terrible. Would have been wild. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we, we'll hit that Cowboys game. They won 41-35 last night. We'll get into that game. They've won 14 straight at home. Some of the things that happened in that game, uh, full-blown NFL segment. 
Uh, give you an update on what's happening with Joel Embiid as the Sixers play the Celtics. Flyers lost in overtime last night. There's mm-hmm. a big name that could potentially be on the market in Major League Baseball, and the Phillies are rumored to at least be in on him. So we'll talk about all those kind of things, not to mention we'll go through all the games from Week 13 also. He's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, I want to tell you about it. My friends at Pro Action Restoration, they're actually coming over here right after the show to, to begin some work uh, on my basement bathroom where I had a flood. Uh, I reached out to them. Uh, they diagnosed the problem. They fixed it. And now they are doing the contract work, whether it's uh, carpet work, whether it's painting, whether it's drywall. They are going to be working on all the issues that I had because of the flood. Um, and they will be here shortly. Uh, they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. Uh, they are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. 
You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. It's Friday. We made it, folks. It's Friday. Uh, that's Tone. I'm Rob hanging out with you. Yo, Tone, let's throw the uh, throw the Derek Gunn uh, GoFundMe up there if we could. If we could pin it in the chat, too, I would appreciate that. Too. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Uh, Gunner's doing good. Uh, we've been corresponding with him. Uh, Trish is improving um, slowly but surely, and her spirits are good, which I think anybody who's been through any really anything in life, if you, if you have a good attitude and you have good spirits about you, it, it helps you no matter what you're trying to do. Um, and she's, she's improving slowly, but surely. But like we said, uh, if you could, please, there it is uh, in the chat. You can just link right up to that thing, or you can go to Derek's Facebook page where everything is explained. What's what happened with Trish and what's going on with her and the, you know, the challenge that's in front of them. And so far, people have been incredibly kind. Um, you, you see you know, donations within the last 24 hours. That's just really awesome. And we appreciate what everybody has done here and uh, anything you do. And if you can't, you can't afford to donate, we get it. Just uh, some good, some good thoughts, some good thoughts for, uh, for Derek and Trish. That's all. That's yeah, all. absolutely. Shout out to our guy, D-Gun. Shout out to his wife, Trish, uh, their family. Um, they've been um, battling a lot of obstacles uh, over the past uh, couple months or so. Um, got a lot of love for you guys, and we're, we're always hoping for the best. We're going to continue to hold you guys down and support you guys um, any way uh, that we know how. So, um, once again, um, get well soon, Pastor Trish. Uh, D-Gun, we'll see you soon, my friend. Yep, yep, sounds good. All right, appreciate it, Tone. Thank you. All right, so uh, elsewhere, let, let, I just want to hit hit a couple things before we uh, we hone back in fully uh, on this Eagles game. So, a um, couple things. Um from Jeff McLean, but I actually, I will give you some Eagle stuff. Then we'll get back to uh, some of the other stuff I wanted to hit. According to Jeff McLean of the Inquirer, Justin Evans, Eagles defensive back, when his 21 day window closes next week, he will likely be placed on season ending injured reserve. From what Jeff understands, the Eagle safety suffered a knee injury versus the Rams and was placed on short-term IR after four games. That window was activated, but, um, before the Chiefs game, uh, there there appeared to be hope that he would return, but uh, Evans uh, still not participating in practice. Uh, the exception is that he'll be going on the so he could be lost for the year. Long story short, uh, and that's a shame because then because I thought to myself, I'm like, hold on, wait, his IR been ended, like, and now it all makes sense. So man, it's, it's, that, that sucks. He was hoping to have a, a solid year so he can, you know, potentially um potentially you know, showcase what he has left for other suitors and. Now, who knows? Who knows what his NFL future looks like beyond this point? Yeah. Um, all right. So that that is that is too bad. Um, you know for sure. 
But uh, beyond that, uh, Tim McManus of ESPN.com was on uh, 97.5 The Fanatic, and he said, I don't think seeing uh, Dallas Goddard on the practice field is an absolute slam dunk that he's playing against San Francisco. I believe it's up in the air. It's a good sign if he doesn't play against San Francisco that he'll be playing against Dallas. So uh, Goddard not 100% either way. And again, if you're just hopping on with us, Fletcher Cox not practicing. He's working out off to the side um and no Zach Cunningham uh as of right now so that's that's kind of where we are injury wise as the Eagles uh go through yeah, things man. today all those things all those things go against the Eagles you're missing Goddard you're missing Cox you're missing uh Zach Cunningham um you're 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 missing you're missing some high quality starters here mm. and uh, you're missing them in key positions yeah um, it definitely goes against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, it hurts their odds of victory. Uh, that's you know that's that that's the unfortunate reality. Um, but I think the Philadelphia Eagles can rise above that. So um, again, it all it all remains to be seen. Um, the path to victory, make it a fourth quarter game, find a way to muck it up, um, make make everything a struggle for the Niners, make the game as grimy as gritty as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the word is it's supposed to rain that day, right? Yes, man. Three weeks in a row, a rainy games for the Philadelphia Eagles. If you ain't talk, if they ain't battle tested, I don't know who. Yeah, they're is. used to it now, man. You know, at this point, and they, they, I don't think any of that stuff phases them anymore. Honestly, I don't. Uh, right. All right. So, a couple other, couple other things to hit. Then we'll we'll circle back here uh, for the Eagles. So, uh, Sixers are playing the Celtics tonight. No Joel Embiid for shoot around with that illness. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, it is a game time decision uh, whether or not he's going to be able to go. If he can't go, this could be a very long night for the Sixers in Boston. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is he, <laughs> what, what does he have? The sniffles? What, what, what are we doing here? Like I, I, apparently, something is kind of ripping through the uh, the team. Um, Bobby Jackson, one of the assistants, did not coach the other night, and they, they may have came come down with something on you know internally with the team. I don't. Okay, I, man. I don't know. All right. I mean, if he was, you know what I mean? Like I get the, they, they, they will be SU sometimes with uh, illness as a load management day, but he did the load management thing the other night in new Orleans. Would you really do it two nights in a row? And would you really do it against the Celtics tonight? If it, it was anything else, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Man. I don't this know. Kind of, this is the kind of stuff that in my opinion, it's like, you know, if it's the nineties, man, those guys are playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but man, you know it, it is what it is. I, yeah. Look, if, if if it's if it's more serious than what I'm making it, then I apologize. No, it's uh, hey, look, it, it, I don't it know, is man. People it get is. and people 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 get colds whatever all damn day. We still got to show up work. <laughs> um. So that yeah, and this is not the team you want to be have to roll oh, out. Uh, I say that I say that tongue in cheek, you guys. Don't I know, me. I know. No, it's hard. It's hard sitting on your rear end talking sports like we do. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. It's work. Diff- it's difficult, man. You know, it's heavy lifting, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to all my construction workers out there, man. Shout yeah, out to right. You guys. All, I think all our roofers and, and, and all our, our laborers are sure. Feel for sure. For, for sure. Uh, uh, Celtics are 14 and four. Uh, best mm-hmm. record in the entire NBA tone. Um, and the Sixers are Sixers no slouch at 12 and six, but Boston's played great uh, thus far. This was going to be a, a challenge to say the least anyway, even with Embiid. So if he can't go, uh, th- this could be a long one, long one for Philadelphia. 
Yeah, yeah, well, um, uh, do the do the Celtics have any injuries on their side that can be exploited? I don't know. I, I got. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We got to find out. Let me look real quick. I'm curious now because, yeah. um, you know, we we need any edge that we can get. Oh, oh I know, God. I know, Porzingis. I know Porzingis has been out lately. Yeah, Porzingis is out. So, uh, okay, that helps. Yeah. No Porzingis. That's All a, right. he, look. That's been an issue his whole career. Um, you know, he he's hurt quite a bit. Yep. Yep, and uh, and I believe it's going to play them in the playoffs, but you know that's. I I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Is he going to make it to the finish line, and then you know how how, you know, what capacity is he going to be then? Because he uh, makes them a threat. He makes them. They're dangerous with him. They're, oh yeah, they're, they're different. He 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 adds another element to their offense for sure. But, um, I don't trust his health in the long run. Right. I don't like. I don't either. Uh, I agree with you. So it also no Kelly Oubre. Um, the thought is that Ubre comes back next week. Um, he's close. Some thought he may play on this road trip, you know, in LA, um, and then in, um, in Boston, but no, he's not going to go. So what, what, what you're looking at here, I mean, I, look, it's going to be, it's going to have to be heavy maxi likely if there's no Embiid. Tobias Harris going to have to give him more than he gave him the other night. DeAnthony nope. Melton's going to have to be good. Batum's going to have to be good. And somebody, a Marcus Morris or somebody, is going to have to step up here. Yeah, in, Daniel House is out as well with a quadriceps uh, injury, a quad injury. Eesh. So, so Daniel, so they're they're missing. They're they're going to be without Embiid most likely. They're without Daniel House. Um, Jaden Springer is day to day with the well, with the, with the illness as well. I guess you're right. I guess there is something going around the building. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Batum day to day with a finger, but he's probable for the game. And obviously, you mentioned Kelly Oubre. So, yeah, yep. All right, so that's that. Flyers lose in overtime. They scored with 50 seconds left uh, to tie it against the Devils, but they end up losing in overtime 4-3 to three at Wells Fargo Center. They are 11-10-2 and two on the season, but they're 1-3-1 and one in the last five. I, I, think, I think reality is set in a little bit with the talent um, that they have. I, I don't think they're going to be a team that's – a couple games over 500, like they've played most of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not, it's what you expect that they just, they just don't, don't have, have the talent. It. You know, it, it's, it's, it's the way they crumbles, man. They're yeah. one thing I respect about them though. They're competitive. They're, yeah. they're fighting in every game, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Tortorella. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he has them, he has them engaged. Yes. And, 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 and that's the, that's the best you can hope for. Um, when you're trying to rebuild a franchise like this, um, um, can you think of a, a time in history where the Flyers have been this? Um, I don't want to say bad because we know they're rebuilding and they're young teams. I don't, I don't like calling young teams bad because they're they're, they're literally figuring it out. It, I think it's unfair to call them bad. Um, ha- no, I I think they're. Uh... Have you ever? I, I guess have you ever seen or experienced a Flyers team that's that's been out of it like this? Yes, uh, yes, but but what I what I like about this Flyers team is I feel like they're building to something. Some of these other teams, I, I mm. think, would have made in season moves to, to be mediocre, uh, mm. to, to, to you know, to, to try to band aid. And I don't think this team's band aiding anything. I think what you see, what you're seeing here, is them cutting away the fat to get somewhere. And and going through the the growing pains right now. That that's what I think. I mean, I, I I think they're headed in the right direction. There's different ways of getting there, and they're building. This is a build. They're going to take their lumps now. That's fine. Take your lumps now. Yeah, but I think they'll be fine. 
yeah, our guy Keith Jones, um, you know, when we had him on the show, yeah, you know, you know, he he made it clear. He said, "Look, this is this, this isn't just some fly by night thing we're trying to build here. You know, we we, we want to make sure this thing can last. Um, and you can't do that by just jumping out the window and trying to pull a New York Giants and just pay guys random amounts of money and you know think you're better than what you really are. You got to be realistic with yourselves. And I think mm-hmm. more than anything, the way the Flyers handled the off season with the way they're handling the season now, I think." I think they're being honest with themselves. Find out what you have right now. Find out how good these guys can be, and then you build it out from there. Um, a lot of teams, a lot of organizations don't give, you know, guys and player operations that kind of leeway. But I think ownership with the Flyers understands what's going on, and mm-hmm. I and I and I and I think and I hope I hope they give Keith Jones um, the latitude to be able to um, see this thing through. Because again, you can't just throw money at a situation think it's just going to change it. You got to really build the foundation. Uh, you you got to groom guys. You got to find out who's, who's working, what's not working. Um, can you build around this guy? Uh, uh, what star fits our situation? Um, are we drafting? Well, you know, who can we supplement the roster and free agency? It's, it's, it's so many things about doing it. Um, I just hope they give Keith Jones um, the space and opportunity to be able to see this thing through. I think um, they will. I, yeah. I I believe that they're committed to to Jones and Breer. I do. Yeah. I feel how long do you think? How long do you think this rebuild? Okay, let me ask you this. Is I think this. Question? I think you, this year, next year, and you better start seeing some, you know, some seeds. Uh, you better yeah. start seeing some development the following. All right. Well, let me ask you like this then, right? Because you kind of answered part of it. You know, how long do you think the rebuild will take, and how long do you think it should take? I think it I I think that they should be a playoff team by so this is 23 24 24 I think they could be in a conversation for the playoffs next year. I think the following season the 25 I know that sounds like a forever, but the 25 season is when I think they're going to start to compete. Mm, okay, so 24 season. Yeah. Give least. them this year, give them next year to build this thing and then I want to see some some fruits of the labor. Okay, so 24 season at least be in the playoffs. Yeah. At least, um, if you're a seven C, six C, eight C, at least crawl in. For then sure. after that, after, and then twenty five, twenty six. Okay, are you competing? You know, are 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 you potentially one of those final four teams competing for a Stanley Cup? Yes. Okay. Yep. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. Uh, so last thing, and then get back to football here. Juan Soto, the outfielder for the Padres, who's been you know one of the great young players in baseball over the last you know three four years is on the trade market uh, from San Diego. And one of the teams that's rumored to be in the mix for him is the Phillies, which would be interesting. Um, Now, again, it's a trade, so something would be included there. I would guess you would try to include a Castellanos or somebody, but Castellanos doesn't get moved. If you made a trade for Soto, I would assume Soto plays right, Castellanos plays left, Schwarber DHs, Harper plays first. That would be an unbelievable bat to add to this lineup. Now, if I had my druthers, I know people want Trout. I don't want Trout. I think he's too injured. Uh, I think he's, <laughs> he's just breaking down. But if it's right. not either of those two, I want I, – I, if I have my choice, I, I would want Yamamoto. He's the guy that I would yeah, want. Yeah, I want pitching. Pitcher. Yeah. I want, I they need I want pitching more than anything else. Yep. That's yeah. just that's, – that's just, this is where I'm at. I mean – Yamamoto, if they're good, if they're as good as he says, bring him in. Yep. You know, you know, uh, find a way to get. Yeah. Look, the reality is, man. Um, in that playoff run last year, bats got cold, and pitching didn't hold up. Mm-hmm. 
that's a terrible combination. So, you know, for me, they have the bats already. I think they need more pitching than anything else. Me too. Me too. A hundred percent. All right. So uh, I want to hit a couple of the games. We'll start with that. A couple of the big games this week. Um, And the first one I want to look at, and I never, ever thought we would be in week 13 previewing this game. Broncos and the Texans. This is a big game in the, in the AFC. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. So if you look at it, um, you go into it with, um, Houston right now is the eight seed at mm-hmm. six and five. Buffalo right now, or Denver, excuse me, right now is the nine seed at six and five. Houston wins the tiebreaker over Denver on best win percentage in conference. But obviously, if you win this game, you know, that, that flips that. None of that matters. Yeah, that tiebreaker. Um, if you if Bron- if Broncos beat Texans, that tiebreaker head, trumps that. Trumps head, head, head. Yeah. yeah. Right. Houston is minus three at their place against Denver and, you know, Denver talked about them a lot this year, but they come into this thing having won five straight uh, has Denver and they've won five straight and six of their last eight. Uh, who do you like in this one? Mm. This is tough a tough call. one. This, yeah. is a, this is a real tough one. Um, as good as good as the Texans have been and how exciting they are to watch, um, I still think they're a team that's learning how to win um, at this stretch in the season. Uh, I understand they're home, but I like the Broncos in this situation. I think they have more experience at the quarterback position in this situation. Um, uh, they had the more experienced head coach in this situation. Um, I think their defense is playing better. And I just love the I love the way they're playing, right? Um, they're not actually they're not necessarily asking Russell Wilson to win the game per se. Um, they've kind of leaned more on their running game and have this balanced attack. And he and they're asking him to be efficient and effective and um not make mistakes. And he's dangerous in that regard. So um I like the Broncos in this game on the road. I like the Broncos too. I like them to keep it rolling. Um I like Houston. But I feel like I like Houston a lot. But I yeah. feel like Denver's figured something out, and I think yeah, the way that the, the, yeah, the way Russell Wilson's playing, and they got the right defensive mix that they wanted in there. They weeded out a bunch of guys who who just weren't fitting their system, and and mm-hmm. now they figured something out. Agree, agree. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're both uh, akin with that. Um, we're both okay. taking the Broncos in that game. All right, let's look at another one here. Uh, Lions and the Saints. I don't love the Saints, but the Saints are right there in the in the South uh, to potentially win uh, that division. The Lions are four and a half point favorite. Lions haven't played as well, Tone. They they barely they should, probably should have lost to the Bears. Mm-hmm. They survived it. Then they lost the next week, which was Thanksgiving, uh, to Green Bay at home. This game's in New Orleans, a game that New Orleans, you know, obviously they have to have because they're vying with with uh, Atlanta to win the NFC South. I don't have a good feel for this game. Like if you're asking me, I'm going to lean either way. I'm leaning lions because I just don't buy the saints. I think Detroit probably bounces back. They're four and a half point favorites in the game. Yeah. Um, the saints are a team that can't really get out of their own way. Uh, the lions are starting to come back to earth, but I still think their floor is better than the Saints' ceiling. So, um, I'm taking the lions in this matchup. Yeah. I think the lions, 
I the big test for me going forward with them is how good are they defensively? I think Campbell was taking some risks uh, that were probably unnecessary, maybe being a little too over aggressive mm-hmm. at times. Um, so I think that's something else to keep your eye on with them. They're, but they're, I think they're just too talented. I think they're yeah. way more talented than the world. Yeah, they're just more talented. They're better at the quarterback position. Um, they have a better head coach. Um, they have better. Uh, well, and despite uh, that stumble, they're still right there and the, the, exa- with the potential for a one. Is, isn't it funny how we don't talk about them at all? No, that loss set them set us away from them. It really did. Like now, it's become a three horse race. It's become the Eagles. It's become the Niners and the Cowboys and the Lions are. Whenever you have that next grouping discussed, and it's probably unfair that we've we've jumped that far away from them. I don't care what. Listen, it's so funny. I don't care what the Lions do at all for the rest of the season. Just beat the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't care nothing about what they do. Just beat the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Uh, all right. So a couple, a couple other good games, or games at least that have implications here. Chiefs and the Packers. Now you're, you're, at first, you're going to say Chiefs and Packers. Well, Green Bay's playing a lot better lately. Um, I'm not telling you they're great. I'm not telling you they're definitely going to be a playoff team or anything like that. But what I'm saying is I wouldn't completely count them out from sneaking in. They've won a couple of a couple in a row, mm-hmm. uh, two in a row. They're five and six now. I think there's an they they have still an outside chance. They won three of their last four. There's an outside chance for them because I think they're playing much better. Uh, Kansas City's got a lot on the line um, in the AFC right now. The AFC is Baltimore nine and three. Kansas City, Jacksonville, and Miami all eight and three. So mm-hmm. um, this game is in Green Bay, but Kansas City's minus six. What do you think of that one? Green Bay needs this game um, if they want to stay in the playoff hunt. Right now they're five and six. Seattle lost last night, so they're six and six. Minnesota six and six. Those final two spots um, between Minnesota, Seattle, and Green Bay, even the Rams are in it. They're in yeah. it. So, and the Saints are in it as well, believe it or not. Mm. So, uh, I don't see Green Bay winning this game, even though they are at home. Uh, if they pull this off, man, oh, man. Yeah. Um, we'll have some real questions about the Chiefs. So, um, I like the Chiefs in this game. Um, I think that I, I, I think they'll take care of, of their business on the road. I just have, I have a hard time believing Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid will lose to Jordan Love and those guys. But yeah. the, this but is Pat- take, this is takeoff time for them. Yeah, it has to be. But but the Packers, they've strung they've strung together two two quality wins these past couple of weeks. So yeah, if the Packers <laughs> it's Sunday night football, Patrick Mahomes, it's time for you to turn into magic, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. All right. The other one I'll throw in there, uh, and then we'll do we'll do the rest of the card later. But the other one I'll throw in there is the Bengals and the Jags. I, I think Cincinnati's toast. Um yeah, I, of course. I, I, I'm yeah. not a believer in Jake Browning, but the the critical thing here is you know, if you're Jacksonville, like we just said, you're right there. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, Jacksonville, Miami. And and Jacksonville wins the tiebreaker over Miami uh, with strength of victory yep. that they have so far. Yep. So, it's, so it's, an, it's an important game for Jacksonville. Absolutely. Sure. You know, Jacksonville, they win this game. Um, if they lose this game, then they're not for real. And I, and I like Jacksonville, but they better not lose this game. Um. Where is it? Cincinnati, yeah. I, I, it's Monday night. I don't think they win. I have a hard time. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't think they lose. I have a hard time believing the Bengals win. I just have a hard time believing that in, in, in this situation. No quarterback. Um, they got some injuries as well. 
I'm taking I'm, I'm taking Jacksonville by double digits. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so too. I think Jacksonville absolutely owns them in this game. I think they play extremely well in this game, and I don't think Cincinnati's offense is going to be able to generate anything. I really like the way that Trevor Lawrence is starting to come on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I like Doug in these big spots. I do. I, I think Doug coaches well in these kind of in these kind of atmospheres, and he always says he co- he doesn't coach scared. I, I think if there's a great attribute about Doug, I think he's aggressive, not reckless. Mm. Where I think other guys can get reckless sometimes, like Dan and, Campbell. And, yeah, I think Campbell gets reckless sometimes. I do. I yeah, do. and Brandon Staley, reckless. Staley's the king of it. If you look at look it up in the uh, in the dictionary, Staley's waving at you. Um, I think he's the king. <laughs> I think Sirianni's pretty good at not at, at yeah. being aggressive and not reckless. Still, right, right, right. Yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty pretty decent in that regard as well. Um, it's so funny the Philadelphia Eagles. Their past three coaches have been guys that have been pretty aggressive. Um, if I had to say who was the most reckless, Chip Kelly, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah, man, that's, that's that's clearly a theme with the Philadelphia Eagles, right? They, they want guys that aren't afraid to, you know, push the envelope a little bit, especially on fourth down. Yeah, I don't think it's coincidence that they hire those kind of guys. That That's what exactly. Jeffrey Lurie and, and Howie Roseman preach. That's what they're looking for. Uh, I think aggression on offense, pass to get a lead, run to milk the lead, and mm-hmm. don't give up big plays on defense is the way that they uh, – is their philosophical uh, belief. All right, so when we come back, we'll hit a bunch of news and notes around the NFL. We'll go through the rest of the games and also our MVP power rankings, which I think is fitting considering – I guess you could argue there's at least two players playing in this game Sunday with the Eagles and the Niners who should be in MVP discussion. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that as well. We got a lot to do uh, between as we roll into the final hour of the program. That's for sure. And at the end of the show, we will give our game storylines and our predictions as well. All right. He's Tony Shields. I am Rob Ellis with you on this football Friday. All right. Time to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They are experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Uh, You go to their Facebook or their Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610 850-2848-610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com that's flynntreeservices.com go to get your game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Tony Shields, Rob Ellis, Football Friday, Eagles, Niners. All right, last night, Tone, actually an entertaining Thursday night game, which is rare, but it was. Uh, the Cowboys, unfortunately, won 41-35 over the Seahawks. Dak Prescott, 29-41, 299 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a 115.8 passer rating. A couple things stood out to me in that game. Obviously, offensively, they were able to, to do a lot against the Seahawks. But what stood out to me was on the other side of the ball. And I guess maybe I'm looking at this through like a scouting lens for the Eagles. Next mm-hmm. week. They weren't afraid. In fact, they picked on Deron Bland in that game. And I know he had an interception in the game. Yeah, but they went at him, man. At him, big time. Like DK Metcalf went to town on him in that game. Yeah, man. When I was watching that game too, I'm, 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 think, I'm thinking to myself, okay, um, this Cowboys defense, as talented as they are, you can put some points on them. Um, and you 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 said you said you were spot on. They were targeting Deron Bland at a rate that I didn't think um any team would because of um his big playability, right? But I don't know what they saw in a scouting report. I don't know what they saw in the film that they felt they they could exploit. I don't know if they felt like 
he's more so he's more so boom or bust. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, but they they were exploiting him. Another thing that kind of bothered me throughout that game, man, like the the penalties were just so annoying. Like I, oh my god, it was they out were, of control. It was it, there were points in that game where guys didn't even have to really work to get down the field. It was just penalties, 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 and they were coming at on, on crucial third downs um, against the, against the Seahawks. Um, even on the other side, right, there were penalties against the Cowboys that I was like, huh? Like, it, it was just penalty. It was just penalties galore. It was and um, I, I'm not going to sit here and say who was it more in favor of. It was just too many penalties. I agree. Like, um, I believe in the third quarter, there was already um, over 200 yards in total penalties in the third quarter. I'm like, what the hell's going on? 19 for 257. And some of them, I'm like, come on, really? Yeah. Like, dog, this is the football. Like, these guys are going to bump into each other. Like, <laughs> like what are you expecting, man? Like. It was it, it was annoying, um, but regardless, it was a, it, it, regardless of that, it was a it was a good win for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, um, they were there was a point in the game where they were down by I think, um, was it eight points or nine points, something like that. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, okay, um, the uh, the C, the Seahawks score before the half, they got the ball back. Okay, this is this is a great opportunity for them. And lo and behold, Geno Smith showed um his limitations. Yeah. Um. This four key, uh, there were key moments in that fourth quarter that stood out to me. The Tyler Lockett drop, um, on third down, uh, or was it second down? I can't remember, but it was it, it was a key Tyler Lockett drop. He was wide open. Yeah, they and also then, got a field goal taken back, which should the, the clock should have been reset. They pushed him back five yards, and the guy missed it after he made it the first time for for whatever it's worth. I mean, I right. know that I know they didn't lose by three; they lost by six, but that was a, a critical stretch of the game, right? As well. And then and then the um the fourth and one call. Oh. You run the like I'm like, dog, you just ran you just running it straight up at Michael Parsons and those guys. Like you like like no no I thought it was gonna be a play action and mm-hmm. try to catch him over the top or at least catch him in the foot. You only needed one yard. Yeah. So my thing is if you're gonna run the ball, just quarterback sneak it. Yep. If you're gonna pass the ball, play action, maybe hit a tight end in the flat, maybe hit DK Metcalf on a quick slant, whatever whatever it, whatever it is, like I just felt like I just felt like play calling on, you know, in, in the crucial moments failed them. And also, again, Geno Smith showed his limitations. And also on top of that, they even had a chance, even after they gave the ball back to Dallas, had a chance. And you leave on fourth down, you leave Michael Parsons unblocked. Right. Like it was just it, I, it, it, I thought the game I look, Parsons is great. Okay. But but the game plan on Parsons in general was not it was awful. Was not was good awful. enough. No. But Dallas earned it. They 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 were down at the point of the game. They came back. Dak Prescott drove down the field. Got to get credit where credit is due. They won that game, and it was a good win against um a solid opponent. Um, I've always felt like Geno Smith had his limitations. So um again, good win against a good team. I'm not going to take nothing away from it. Yeah, they um there there was not a punt in the game. Um, it reminded me of the Super Bowl 52. There was one punt in the game. Eagles punt at once. The Patriots didn't punt at all. Mm-hmm. And that was 41-33. This one was 41-35. So it was it was that kind of game last night. Metcalf in a losing effort. How about this? Six catches, uh, 134 yards and three touchdowns. You see how fast he was running on that first one? Yo, he was out. That was <laughs> runner kind of stuff yo that's yeah he was gone you know he's studying sign language in his free time right and that's what he did on his touchdown celebration he was signing he was signing if you go back and watch it 
he's signing, which is good for him, man. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a great way to um, that's a great way to practice your sign language, right? Talk yeah. trash and no one knows, and it's like if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, man. Pretty exactly. Cool. But but overall, um, good game, man. Just wish it was less penalties, and um, I wish the rest would have just backed up, back the hell off. Yeah. Um, and obviously. I wish the Cowboys had lost too, (laughs) but nonetheless, though, um, it was a good one for Dallas and I think they needed that one. No, I hear you. All right. So let's, um, let's jump around here a little bit in the, uh, games pertaining to some degree to the Eagles. The giants are off. Not that it really matters, but I'm just giving you NFC East Cowboys played last night. Uh, the commanders played the dolphins. That game is in Washington, but Miami's a nine and a half point favorite in that one. Woo. I I don't know, man. Would you would you grab the nine and a half? Is that is that, nope. is that where you're going? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a little too it's a little too uh steep for me. Yeah, I don't know. Too rich for your blood to grab. I'm that not. Much? I'm, I'm not really a better man anyway. I yeah. you know I'm I'm not really into the gambling culture or sports. It's not it's not my thing. All right, uh, a couple other things here. The uh the Colts, who have you know again I'm I'm putting Shane Steichen in every conversation here for Coach of the Year, but uh, they're six and five. They play the Titans, who are four and seven. This game's in. Tennessee, but Indy's a one-point favorite. So uh, that tells you tells you a little something. So, if, again, if you look at the standings here in the AFC, just to, to put in perspective where the Colts are, the Colts right now, um, if the season ended, would be in at 6-5. Six and five. But Houston 6-5, and five, Denver 6-5, six and five, Buffalo 6-6. Six and six. It is tight, man. And if you want to take it a step further, Pittsburgh 7-4, and four, Cleveland 7-4. and four. That's your 5 through 10 right there in the AFC. So every win is necessary. Yep. And the thing is the Colts have a couple of tiebreakers over the Texans and the Broncos. So yes. Um yeah. if they can just continue to stay if, if they can just stay tied up with them, they get in. Big time. I they think I think in. I think Indy gets in. I think they get in. And good job out of Minshew. Minshew's been been really solid for them. Uh they will be without Jonathan Taylor with a thumb yeah. surgery. But Zach Moss Zach Moss, Moss is a pretty Moss good has been great prior to um Taylor yeah. coming back. Yeah, I feel good about him, uh, you know, jumping in there for them. All right, so that's uh, that's that game. Uh, other games, and we're going to get to our uh, some other news and notes too. Oh, also in the Miami game, uh, Devon Akane is is back. So right, that, he's been going for a while. You know how explosive he was early in the year, but that's big getting him back in that game for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, let's stay. Let's, let's, let's stay with that for a minute. Uh, Tyreek Hill. I don't know if you're familiar with this story, but it goes back to Week Six. So he does a touchdown celebration, and during the celebration, he grabs uh, one of the the, the the credentialed photographers on the sideline. He grabs his camera and does like a backflip or whatever, a forward flip when he scores the touchdown. And the guy sort of reacted like, you know, whatever. The league suspended the photographer for being in, involved in the celebration and suspended his credential for the rest of the season. Wow. So... Tyreek Hill got wind of this because this guy's done work for him, like on the side, some photography work. He's a student. He's a kid at university. He's 20 years old. He's a student at University of Miami. So he's trying to make some extra bread, you know, whatever. But good for Tyreek Hill. He is going to pay the expense of his game checks the rest of the year uh, to help him out. That's that's so, you know, sometimes I really wonder, like, who makes certain decisions in, in the NFL. It's like, are you guys bored or something? It's like, what, what, what the hell do you get taking a measly game check from a twenty-year-old kid in Miami? What do you What do you earn from it? 
it's adding to the game. It's making it more exciting. It's adding to your product. Yeah. And nah, nah, that wasn't cool. We didn't like that. I know. You know what I mean? It's it, one it, thing. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's the no fun league. I mean, I, it is. I would have, I would have preferred if you find, I don't want anybody to lose money, but if, it would have made more sense to me if you find Tyreek Hill. Well, I mean, even if you, okay, if you're going to be a hard ass, just tell the guy, listen, even if you want to give him a game, which I think is over the top. Yeah. Of that, anyway. Or say to warning, him, hey, man, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're losing, you're losing your game. You're losing your game check uh, because you got involved in a celebration. If we see it again, you lose your credential period. Okay, cool. We move on. It doesn't have to be the rest of the season. It didn't have to be that harsh. Whatever. I mean, they, they, it feels like it's the little people that always get picked on anyway. Of course, um, because because uh, it's it's um it's it, it's they're pawns to them. It's fun for them. It's you know um they they know they can't do anything about it. It's people that move like that, right? They, when they know someone can't do something about it, they just keep picking on them, and picking on them, and yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 well, that, that's how you that, that's how you learn a lot about people in general, um, by the way they treat people who can't help them or or, or are deemed as sort of like uh, lesser than them. Like, it, it's it's crazy. But but anyway, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's like going to, it's like going to a restaurant and being disrespectful to like the service. It's like, Correct. you know, they can, you know, they can't do anything about it. Exactly. So it's just it's, 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 it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Man, I, I would. I, I, some of the things I would say, but you I know, know. We're, we're on camera still. So. <laughs> uh, Steelers playing the Cardinals again. A lot of these are lopsided, but the te- the, the the better team needs to keep winning. So the Steelers are home uh, over Arizona, and they're minus five and a half. This is what I'm going to be interested to see in this game. Is Pittsburgh put up a lot of yards last week offensively, but they didn't mm-hmm. score a lot of points. So right. have they really turned the corner since the Matt Canada stuff? You know, firing. And are they on the right track offensively? Will they put points up this week is what I'm looking at here. I'm curious, too. Um, the Steelers are interesting. Um, this is a game that they can win. I think they will win it. Um, but Colin Murray being back, you know, it just changes everything. So um, I'm curious. I'm curious to know if the Steelers can actually put up some real numbers, like you just said. Um, Cardinals defense is nothing to write home about in any way. So and and you're home. So I think I'm going to take the home team in this game. Um, the Steelers. Yeah, I I like. I think Pittsburgh's kind of kind of going to get going here. I just, it just kind of feels that way to me. Um, mm-hmm. in that one. All right. Uh, Panthers Bucks. The the only thing of interest is it's not Frank Reich. Will the offense for for Carolina look any any in any way shape or form competent? Uh, will they get Bryce Young in the best position to succeed? Do they have the bodies to allow him to do that? Is is the big question as far as I'm concerned. Like, I I'm not telling you Reich did a great job, but I think it's easy just to scapegoat him and everybody else who's out the door now. And that's what a lot of people are. It feels right. like it's starting to do. You fired Reich. You fired Deuce Daly. Like it was just like like you have no O line. Like, yeah. look at you. Look at your GM and, pay, and, and 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 ask him what did he do to put this team in in the best possible position to succeed. Like, let's let's be frank about this. No pun intended. Like. You 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 cannot expect a five nine five ten quarterback who weighs one hundred and eighty pounds soaking wet, you know, to go out there and win you football games when he has no one to throw the ball to besides of a, a aging Adam Thielen. Uh-huh. Uh, the running back you paid has been non-existent on pace for one of his worst years in the NFL, and he has no offensive line, no offensive line. 
But somehow, someway, Frank Reich is the problem. Okay, all right. Makes no sense. No, it doesn't. It makes no sense. All right, uh, but that's the that's the only thing to be watching for in that game. Browns and Rams. Browns obviously have stuff to play for. This game's in L.A. L.A.'s a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Joe Flacco starting. Uh, P.J. Walker backing him up uh, is the way this thing's looking for Cleveland. Cleveland's got to win that game. Don't like- because they're right in that in that tight, tight stew with everybody else at, towards the bottom of the AFC standings. I gotta be honest, I like the Rams in this game. Yeah. Um I think the Rams, uh obviously Matthew Stafford he's back. Hopefully he's he's healthier. But I like the home team in this matchup. Uh I just don't think I don't think the um Browns are gonna be able to put up, put up enough points. Their defense is gonna make it interesting, obviously, but you know, I just I, I just don't think they can muster up consistent offense, and that's going to be the issue. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the uh, the big question in that one, that's for sure. Uh, Chiefs and Packers, Sunday night. Uh, games in Green Bay. Kansas City is minus six, and we, we kind of touched on this one, uh, but I, I like Kansas City in that one. But let's go to Monday yeah. night. Uh, Bengals and Jags, and I, I again, I don't think that this is going to be much of a contest. I like Jacksonville here, but that's a big number. Yeah, it's eight same. and a half. Eight and a half's a lot. Yeah, I like Jacksonville in this game too. Um they, they better beat them by double digits. These are the kind of games where you want to like dominate a team. So oh big time. Big time. All right. So uh elsewhere in the league, um we just to follow up on this story, uh a serious one. And you know who knows? Who knows exactly what's going on? But Von Miller has turned himself in uh to authorities in Texas. There was a a, a warrant out for him domestic violence charge. I am not going to get into the details, but if you want to read the ESPN story, it details what allegedly went down. Not good stuff. I'll just leave it at that. Um, Not good stuff. So I don't know if we will be seeing Von Mm. Miller. They're on a bye week this week, uh, are the Bills. They're in the gathering information uh, stage of this thing. But uh, I don't know. It's a a very, uh, very dicey situation. So we'll... Just leave it at that, I guess. Um, man, oh, man. The, the Patriots are still in. Do you believe Belichick's still doing this? He won't cop to who's quarterbacking. <laughs> like, this really matters. I mean, honestly, like, the, it really matters. <clears throat> he said Bailey Zappi's been consistent at practice this week. Does that mean it's Bailey Zappi? I don't know. He won't say. He <laughs> Like, nobody cares. Can we... <laughs> Can we just stop? Oh with my this, god, man! You guys guy. were two and nine now. What is it? Two and ten? Yes, what that's what they are. Come yeah. on, man! No one gives a damn about what's going on over there right now. Yeah, just name a quarterback so we can watch you guys die. Yeah, it's like, come on. It, well, I, I, the only thing of interest with them is whether he's going to stay on or not when the season ends. That's all. He ain't going nowhere. Not this year, at least. No, no, I don't think this year. I'm saying when the season's over. Oh no! Yeah, even when the season's over, yeah, all season, all season, he ain't going nowhere. You think Belichick stays in New England? Yep, at, at least one more year for sure. Man, I don't know. I, it, it's I don't know. It's feeling more and more to me like he might be out of there. They might both mutually agree to go see other people. You know what Just I mean? Because think, think about it, right? They're going to judge the quarterback, and um, I guess the question becomes: Does Bill Belichick have it in him to develop a young quarterback? Another one. That's going to be the question. Yeah, and um. You know, I just I just have a hard time thinking Robert Kraft is going to feel comfortable pushing him out. Yeah, and, and, look, and also, what's the alternative? Well, that's the thing. You know, you you better be right. 
you better be right with whoever you bring in. Because um, we know what Bill Belichick's you know track record is when he has a competent quarterback. You roll the dice and get him out that building, and you bring in some young hot shot that you think is going to take you over the top. You Becky, like you just said, Rob, you better be right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so elsewhere, um, you know what? Let's do it, man. Let let let's do our uh, let's do our MVP power ranking as we sit here in week thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, look, a, a lot goes into this. Some for me, I'm I tried to avoid tone going into like automatic thinking mode. Like maybe I'm tipping my hand a little bit with this one, but what the heck? Like I didn't want to just throw Mahomes in there because he's Mahomes. And I believe me, I know what the guy's capable of. I know he could go get on a tear the rest of the way here and certainly put himself right into this discussion. But I don't have him on my list, frankly. Really? I do not have Mahomes on my list right now. Fascinating. Okay. Yes. Okay. So who wants you want to you want to go first? You want me to go first? Oh, uh, you go first. Um, right. you already kind of you already kind of tipped your hand a little bit. So let's go, let's go first. All right, work my way up five to one. C.J. Stroud is number five, hmm. and I, I know that would have been unfathomable before the season started. But it's not if you really look at what this guy's done and the way that he's contributed to his team winning. Um, he's thrown for over thirty-two hundred yards. He's averaging more than eight yards per completion. Completion percentage isn't great, 63.7, but 19 touchdowns to five interceptions is excellent. His his QB rating is over 100. He's rushed for 132 yards on the mm-hmm. ground, and he's got a, a, a his team winning in a season where it was thought to be a total rebuild. Um, I think he's he's done an awesome job. If this guy wasn't a rookie, I think people would be much more willing to come around on the MVP conversation with him. For me, he's certainly rookie of the year. Um, but so I have him at number five. Number four, Tyreek Hill. I, I'm not going to all of a sudden forget about what Tyreek Hill's done uh, in the stats that he's put up this year. He's got 1,300 receiving yards. Even, even CeeDee Lamb, who played last night and had a huge game, only has 1,182. So mm-hmm. he's still up. Uh, A.J. Brown, who was nipping at his heels is at 1,050. This guy has been unbelievable, incredibly consistent every single week, uh, still on pace to put up insane numbers uh, when it's all said and done. And I know he's a receiver, and receivers never get any love in this discussion, whatever. I'm putting him at number four. Number three, I have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, total yards, we talked about this a little bit earlier. He, he's he's basically you know running away with the with the rushing stats he's got 939 the next closest guy Raheem Mostert has 785 so he's he's crushing in that way he's an excellent pass receiver he gets in the end zone a ton I think it's a what is what did I say earlier 16 times already Mm -hmm. through 11 games so for the only thing I would worry about if I'm San Francisco is burning him out just running him into the ground but nonetheless uh number two I hate to say this Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's number two. Dak Prescott has got excellent numbers uh, this season for the Cowboys, and they're winning. And, you know, the big question obviously is when it's crunch time, when it's playoff time, whatever. But right now he's got 3,200 yards. He's completing 70% of his passes, 26 touchdowns to six interceptions, and a 100.8 passer rating. So he's been excellent. Last but not least, I have Jalen Hurts. Um, There's one thing that you hold against them and it's real and it's turnovers. And if that doesn't get corrected, it may cost them the MVP. But Mm -hmm. as of right now, 
with the way that he's playing. I'm talking as a combo platter here. Uh, he's got 18 passing touchdowns, 11 rushing touchdowns. So he's accounted for 29 touchdowns for them. Uh, over 2,600 yards passing, completing more than 67% of his passes. Uh, he's rushed now. Not huge, but, but decent numbers for 410 yards. So I'm going with Hertz and his team's 10-1. and one. Uh, all, all he does is seem to come up big in big spots. So I go Hertz, Prescott, McCaffrey, Hill, Stroud. Went a little out of the box there. Hey man, I like it. Um, that's a that's a strong list. Um, all right, so here's mine. Right, um, I have I have Lamar Jackson at five. Um, okay. his his team is his team is in the thick of um, competing for the number one seed. Um, they're um, they're appearing to be one of the most dominant teams in in, in the NFL. Um, on the season, um, I know he doesn't have the most touchdowns. He has 18 total touchdowns, 13 passing, um, five rushing. Um, I understand his stats aren't necessarily jumping off of the page, but um, he's having his most accurate season of his career, um, completing 68% of his passes. Um, again, and, they're in, and they can very likely win the number one seed um, in the conference. So I like Lamar Jackson at five. Mm -hmm. um, at number four, <clears throat> And number four, I have Christian McCaffrey. Um, what more needs to be said? Everything you said and some. Um, Christian McCaffrey has just been a dominant force. Um, on the season, he has 16 total touchdowns. I mean, the guy is just um dominant, he's damn near indefensible. Um, he is the engine, yeah. Um, on that 49ers team. Don't 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 let anyone convince you convince you of anything else. He is the engine. Mm -hmm. Um, if he isn't getting his if if he isn't getting off, no one else will be able to go off. So um, I have CMC at number four. Um, I have Dak Prescott at number three. Dak Prescott is having an amazing season. Um, the, even though obviously we don't want to admit that as Eagles fans, but he's having his most accurate season, completing seventy yeah. percent of his passes. Um, he has uh, twenty-eight total touchdowns on the season, twenty-six passing, two rushing. Um, he's just been he's just been great. Um, he's uh, protecting the football. Um, he he has a, he has a good win under his belt beating 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 the Seahawks on Thursday night. I still hold um, the fat calories um, the um, you know against him beating up on on bad teams, but ultimately um, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You know you know you 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 smother and you crush um, the teams that um, that you're supposed to. But he has to show up more in games where uh, the opponent um, is actually going to give him a run for his money. Um, I, I, he has a chance to prove that, you know, with the, you know, with his upcoming schedule. Um, but again, um, he's three because I just don't feel like the quality of opponent um, pushes him over the top. He, uh, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have too many. He doesn't have a signature moment for me yet. Um, my number two guy, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I know you don't want to put Patrick Mahomes out there because it kind of feels like the lazy thing to do. Um, it's kind of like guaranteed almost. But he's having his most accurate season, believe it or not. Statistically, he's completing 68% of his passes, even though his receivers have been terrible. Mm -hmm. So imagine if they've actually been doing their job remotely, right? Um, uh, from, from a statistical perspective, he has 21 um, touchdowns on the season, all through the air, um, averaging around seven yards in attempt. Uh, he only he has nine interceptions on the season. Um, so he's been pretty, uh, pretty decent protecting the football. Um, I just feel like any MVP conversation without Patrick Mahomes is kind of, you know, kind of blasphemous a little bit. I mean, especially especially when he has no receivers to yeah. throw the ball to for the most part with the aging Travis Kelsey, who um, looks like he's literally um, aging in front of our eyes. Um, <laughs> the swift effect. Right. 
It could be. Yeah, could taking be his legs. Women it, wicked legs. No, I'm kidding. For no, you're not. No, mind, no, it's a joke. No, no, it's a Rocky you're not reference. Anyway. No, you're not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, he he does have a defense for the first. He does have a legit defense for the first time in his career. But yeah. uh, still, um, he is their offense, and if he's not going, they're not going anywhere. It's just that simple. And number one, man, it goes without saying, Jalen Hurts, right? Um, Jalen Hurts is having uh, a spectacular season. If you ask me, I understand that um, he's he, uh, he's uh, he has 13 uh, turnovers on the season, 10 interceptions and three fumbles. I totally understand that. But for me, I'm looking at it like this. Um, he's having a career year in terms of completion percentage. He's on pace for a career year in yards. He's averaging um, just un- uh, just under eight yards in attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, he has 18 passing and 11 rushing touchdowns. That's 29 touchdowns on the season. That's more touchdowns than Dakota Prescott. Um, that's just the reality. Again, I understand um, um, uh, Dak Prescott and Mahomes have less turnovers, but um, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, I feel like he has one of the highest impacts on winning. He has um, he has about four signature wins, four signature victories um, on the season. Um, two of them have been maybe the most entertaining games that we've seen all season, beating mm-hmm. the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Um, I think that has to count for something. And yeah. then you beat um, Josh Allen. Um, Although you were at home, but your team wasn't doing well in the first half, you come back and you put up five touchdowns, four, four that came in the second half, and uh, you scored the walk-off touchdown, and you were methodical, you were accurate. He's the best quarterback in crunch time, the best quarterback when he's the best quarterback when either tied or trailing in the NFL. Um, it's hard to bet against a guy like that. And again, um, because of the schedule makers, he has had more opportunities to prove why he is the MVP beating Tua early in the season um, when they were known as the greatest show on surf. Um, you beat um, Dak Prescott when he came I still to love Philly. that name, by the way. I get a I kick love out it. of it every time. I hey, love it, too. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. No, 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 you're fine. I love it, too. Um, you uh, you beat the Dallas Cowboys, regardless of how people feel about how it went. You beat the Dallas Cowboys, and you outplayed Dak Prescott. Yes, he had more yards, but you were more efficient. You were more effective. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think they had the same – um, amount of touchdowns. I just think they came. Um, I just think they came in different ways um, for both quarterbacks. Let me make sure I got this right here. Um, in that game, that press got through, through for three touchdowns, and uh, Jalen Hurts in that game, uh, he um, put up three touchdowns himself, two in the air, one on the ground. Um, neither quarterback threw an interception, and uh, neither quarterback turned the ball over. So, um, in my opinion, he outplayed him. Um, so yeah, that's why Jalen Hurts is my MVP. More right. signature wins, more big moments, um, more MVP caliber moments than Patrick Mahomes, than uh, Dak Prescott, than Lamar Jackson, than CMC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look, obviously we we got a long way to go here. Uh, you know, a lot of games to be played uh, before there's a determination made. But it's always fun to visit these things of and just see where things are right now. Because yeah. uh, for me, true. MVP is all about the moments, right? It's all about those those like when you look back at the season, like. What, what, like, do you have enough moments that say, whoa, whoa, like, did it grab your attention, right? MVP moments, where did you prove your value, right? And, um, I feel like I, I, just, I just feel like Hertz has the most of those out of all the guys that we talked about, especially. I mean, look at the last three games, just go back to the Cowboys game, the Kansas City game, and then this game this past week against Buffalo. He's got a ton of them mm-hmm. that just stand out to you, right? Uh, and, and look, you see, and look, you look at the stats, you say, well, two turnovers, they like, whoa, five touchdowns, what the hell? So it's like. 
you gotta you, you gotta get credit where credit is due, man. It's the what he's done these past couple weeks. What he's done these past four weeks, let's put it that way, has been has been nothing short of amazing. Well, the other thing that to to um, keep your eye on here, the next at least two games could potentially push one guy one way or the other. McCaffrey mm. goes crazy in this game; it could help him a lot. Jalen goes crazy in this game. The next week, Dak goes nuts or Jalen goes nuts, it could mm-hmm. really tip the scales. It will. Uh, it, it, it will, honestly. Um, yeah. I, I'll put it to this way. If if Jalen Hurts loses any one of these games, he's not winning MVP. Yeah. Yeah, be, because be honest, likely be if they lose, he probably – unless the defense is horrible, which is – you know, I mean, anything's a possibility. But mm-hmm. if they lose, he's probably – he probably will have not played his best football. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing, though, that like that voters could hang their hat on is he has turned the ball over a lot. And you you can't get away from that. And that's a that's a problem. He's got to clean that up as we go forward, not only for the team, but obviously if he wants to win the MVP also, he's got to clean that up. Absolutely. Um, all right. So let's uh let's get a timeout in. We'll hit a bunch of things and then we'll close it out. We'll give our predictions. You give us your predictions in the chat. We'll give our storylines, how we think this thing shakes out. We'll do all of that when we come back. Fun fact about um oral hygiene. For, from Shannon Sharp, uh, an update from LeBron James, and you do not want to be the Detroit Pistons. Trust me when I tell you that. We'll do all those things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We roll into the final segment of the show. It's weird, Tone. It's been a fast week in a lot of ways, gearing up for this game, but it's been a long week in a lot of ways. Not not yeah. that it hasn't been enjoyable, but I just thinking like, my God, man, we've been in such a fever pitch for this thing since Monday. And here we are week, Friday, and, and like it hasn't slowed down at all. It's Did been, you feel that way? It's been every week. Every week has been a fever pitch. You know, um, let's be honest right. about it. You know, that Chiefs right. matchup, that Bills matchup, the Dallas matchup prior to the bye, every week over the past – Handful of weeks has just been an emotional roller coaster. And I'm speaking for myself. You know what I mean? Um, I go into every game um thinking of what can go well. And I think, and I think of all the things that can definitely go wrong. Um, and I'm waiting and I just wait to see if what whatever holds true. You know what I mean? Um the fact of the matter is this is gonna be the toughest matchup of the year. It's no, it's no if ands or buts about it. This is gonna yeah. be the most complete team that they will face mm-hmm. all year long. And uh, it has to be given its proper respect. It has to be um, given its proper um, credence and reverence. Um, not often not often do you have two teams who many deem to be the best in the NFL, the two best teams, not just the conference. Yeah. Many people believe these are the two best teams in the NFL, the National Football League, in pro football. These are the best two teams. Yep. Good on good, great on great. Physicality on physicality, finesse on finesse, speed on speed, talent on talent. There's nothing more that you can ask for from the football gods. We've been blessed generously with this matchup. Now it's all about who takes advantage and who has the guts for glory. That's what it's (laughs) going to come down for. Well said. All right. So uh, Dallas Goddard, about five minutes ago, meeting with the media at his locker, said, quote, "Uh, in my mind, I'm ready to go, but I still have to talk to the doctors. So it sounds like he's going to push, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, sometimes, as we know, you got to you got to police guys, you know, uh, 
sometimes they, they get into these things in their own detriment and you really got to got to try to like save them from themselves. Um, but he's got to get cleared. So anyway, that's, that's where things are with that uh, for him. So, all right, beyond that, uh, I want to hit you with a couple things. Uh, LeBron James' son, Bronny, has been cleared uh, at least to return. They're going to give a final evaluation this week, but if all goes well and it looks like it's on pace to go well, um, he should return to basketball uh, next week, practices and, and you know conditioning and all that kind of stuff. So uh, good, good news there. Remember he had that cardiac arrest uh, incident. And um, he should be back. So I'm, I'm glad for him. He's a freshman at USC um, and he'll be able to play. LeBron says he doesn't care if it conflicts with one of his games. He's going to watch the, his son's debut. And he's told the team before the season and he told all of his teammates. So there's no surprises. Uh, As he should. There. As he should. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a big, I mean, you go, you've an 18 year old who goes into cardiac arrest. Like you almost lost your 18 year old, man. Like that's scary. So you know, you're LeBron at this at this ju- at juncture in your life and career. You know what comes first, right? Um, so good for him. Uh, good for him. What you don't want to be, Tone, is the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Ofer, my friend. Donut, zero, bagel, nothing, nada. O for 15 in November. Um, they are 2-17 and 17 on the season, but they're 0-15 in November. Uh can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine trying? It, it, it's like, it's like the process without t- taking it to the extreme. You just suck. That's what Detroit is. Listen, here's the thing, right? If Monty Williams couldn't figure it out, and Dwayne Casey can't figure it out, and Steve Van Gundy struggled to figure it out, we have to start looking beyond these coaches. Okay, are you guys drafting well, right? Um, are you drafting high character guys, guys that really want to win, guys that aren't just there just to, you know, play for a paycheck? And look, yeah. I, the last thing I want to do is try to qualify um, these guys, uh, will, you know, desire to win. But, dog, Monty Williams is a damn good coach. We know he is. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Cage is a damn good coach. We know he is. We've seen him in Toronto. And he led those teams to many Easter Conference berths. And, um, you know, they, they've always given – um, teams run for them in the playoffs. They were always in the mix with Dwayne Casey, um, always. So something else is going on there. Something deeper is going on, if you ask me. Um, I just have a hard time figuring out what it potentially can be. Um, I, I, I just I, look, again, I just have a hard time believing this is Monty Williams is doing. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, he inherited this this trash <laughs> you know, this, this disaster he's called them out like three four times this year for lack of effort it's like i i don't know man i mean some of it is i, I think you have to a, a little bit just get used to this is sort of what the league is now I they mean, don't have any high high character guys in there yeah they don't that's the fact of the matter it, guys that want to win guys that care about winning they give effort you know right. when guys go to detroit they just look at it as well we're in detroit so i mean we're, we're it's we're, yeah it's we're, purgatory it's purgatory. Right. No, if see guys, see guys are looking at it as a, a death sentence, right? They need to look at it as an opportunity. Hold on, yep. we can be that group that turns around the Detroit Pistons, right? Hold up, we, yeah. we, we, we have an opportunity of a lifetime here. The, the, the Detroit, the, the Detroit Pistons are a legacy or are, are a legacy franchise. Mm-hmm. There, in my opinion, there are certain franchises that when they're doing well, the, the NBA is a better place. Yeah. The Lakers, the Pistons. 
the Celtics, the Bulls, and the Sixers. Yep. When those five teams are doing well, the, the NBA is a way better place, a way better sport to watch. Yeah. Because the, all those five are, are true legacy franchises. Man, I couldn't be more with you. There are certain teams, and I don't really care about Detroit one way or the other, but there are certain teams that make leagues better when they're good. Detroit's one of them. Yeah, all the other teams you just mentioned. There's other teams, you know, as much as I hate the Yankees, baseball's more interesting when the Yankees are good or the Red Sox or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Cowboys. You know, I, I although I, I take pleasure in watching them suck. So maybe of I course. take them out yeah. of it. But yeah, yeah, but but it is true though. Like yeah. when 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 certain more teams, fun beating them when they're good. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Let's 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 use that spin. It's more fun beating them when they're good. <laughs> no question about that. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's even fun beating them when they're bad too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, all right, so we we touched on this a little bit earlier, but just to swing back, if you didn't see it, if you're an Eagles fan, and you, potentially maybe you're going out to the game and you didn't hear this, uh, the game in two weeks against Seattle has been flexed. From Sunday at 4:25 to Monday at for uh, and Monday at 8:15, whatever time they start the Monday night games. So, uh, so it went from December 17th to the 18th um, in Seattle. So that's that's really the last leg of the quote unquote gauntlet of you know the difficult part of the schedule for the Eagles, and then they get two games against the Giants and one against Arizona. But that that is the last game. Um, the the thing is, yeah, Seattle doesn't look like they're anything really special, but it, that has always just been a weird, tough place for the Eagles to play. They haven't won their tone since 08. Damn, um, word? Yeah, 08. I mean, it's been a long time. Even even the, I remember the team, the Eagles team that won it in 17 lost there. Um, so they sure did. That's a good point. They they definitely did. And that was ugly. And that, and that wasn't even the best game by them at all. No, that was the game before they went to L.A. and beat the Rams to clinch the division. That's the game where Wentz got hurt the next mm-hmm. week in L.A. Um, so, yeah, but that's that's been an issue. But if you didn't hear, that got flexed. And, again, I, I'm I'm kind of torn on that. Like, I, under, I, I get the league wants the best game. Totally get that. Um, and that's a way better matchup than, than anybody being forced to watch New England. Trust me. Um, but it's hard on fans who had plans. That's all. I mean, it, it, it's it, it is it is a difficult thing because you're going you, you know across the country on what what you thought was a Sunday. Now you're into it for a Monday, which gets you, which means you're into it for a Tuesday too, because a Monday night game, you're like you said, you're not catching a flight out of there. You know, midnight Seattle, you know, whatever. You know, absolutely. Yeah. It's like again, you feel bad, you know, but we all know how the NFL works, man. They will do what's best for their bottom line. It's just no that question. simple. It's yep. they're going to do they're they're going to do what's best for their stakeholders. They're going to do his best for their, you know, for their um, respective organizations, um, their investments. It's that's all that's all that matters to them. Yeah. You know, so look, they have they had a game on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, like NFL, all they care about is ching ching. And if yeah. and, 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 and if the dollars don't make sense, hey, listen, man, you will. Uh, <laughs> somebody will. <laughs> somebody will pay the price. Yeah. Uh, I want to throw this out there that, you know, the Phillies wear the, uh, those red jerseys sometimes um, during the season. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Don't we mainly, mainly see those during like spring training? Something yeah. Like that's that? mainly spring training. Exactly. Right. They're, they're doing away with those this year. They're not going to wear them this year. Uh, according to Phillies nation, they're, they're going to be, you, I guess, I guess maybe this is a major league baseball initiative. The, the city connect Jersey is what they're going to wear um, this year. So the reds are out. If you like the reds, they're, I don't really, they're okay. I they're don't care right. one way or the other, honestly. Yeah. Like those I don't get that caught up in that. Yeah, those Potter Blues are nice. 
I um, do like the powder blue. Yeah, yeah with the old school, the, the fat pea and the, and yeah, the powder but blue. But I'll be honest, my favorite one is like the cream. Um, yeah, the Sunday, the day game yeah. cream at home. Yep. I love those. I love yeah. those, man. Yeah. yeah, those are sharp. All right, so let, let's look at our storylines here. And again, Dallas Goddard practiced today uh, for what it's worth. He fractured the forearm November 5th. He was initially told by doctors four to six weeks. So his, according to Josh Tolentino, who covers the Eagles for the Inquirer, when Goddard heard the four to six weeks, he made a target of two to three weeks. Um, so still no decision on his status. He said it's strictly in the doctor's hands. If it's up to him, he's playing, but he respects their decision. So there's that. Uh, Fletcher Cox worked off over to the, worked out over to the side today, did not practice with the team. Lane Johnson was a full participant, although Nick Sirianni would only gave you the we'll see when it comes to him. So that's where we're at. Uh, yeah, you know, as, as much as I want Goddard to play, I want to make sure he's fully healthy. I know. I, I And I get I appreciate that he wants to get back and he's a gamer and nobody questions any of the toughness and all that. But, yeah, I want I don't want this dude landing on that arm wrong and he's done for the rest of the year. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I just that scares me. I, I, I as much as I don't it would, I would hate it. I'd rather bite the bullet and, and lose a game without him than have him hurt himself and, you know, turn this thing into a long term anyway. Um all right, so what what are your thoughts here, man? Give me how you think it breaks down uh, Sunday. So, again, um, I feel like this is a game where the Philadelphia Eagles have to find a way to keep it in the 20s. Um, I'm not saying they can't put up points, but I just think that they want to they want to muck this game up as much as possible um, because they're um, dealing with fatigue and injuries and so on and so forth. I think they have to find a way to keep this game in the 20 range. Um, it's just that simple for me. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have um, a turnover-free game. Um, I want, you know, I'm betting on that. Um, I think the Eagles are going to force Brock Purdy. I think the Eagles are going to force a strip sack on Brock Purdy. Mm. Um, I think Devontae Smith has a big game. Mm-hmm. I think Swift has a big game as well. Uh, I think, I think, you know, Christian McCaffrey is going to get his. <laughs> I think he's going yeah, to get it. I, I, I think Eagles fans are kidding themselves. Or they don't think McCaffrey or Kittle are going to have an effect I, on this I game. think McCaffrey and Kittle are going to have the bigger games out of Ayuk and Yeah, that's um, the thing. Don't let Ayuk and Debo and some um, of those others kill you. Yep. But overall, I think I think the score is going to be 28-27 Eagles. Mm-hmm. 28-27 Eagles. Wow, 28-27. 28-27. Damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I do – and again, the weather forecast, sometimes it changes as we get closer, but it looks like it's going to be, you know, chilly and rainy and all that. I think that favors the Eagles. Uh, San Fran, I remember in that kind of weather in Cleveland did not bode particularly well for them. So that's good. Uh, I like that. I didn't get, I didn't, again, I didn't check the hourly, what it's going to be at four o'clock on uh, Sunday, but the forecast for Sunday calls for some rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles have played in it for, that'll be three straight weeks if they do going back to at Kansas city and then here. Uh, yes, Dank. I did have them at two and three. Yep. And, and I'm not a homer and I'm not waving pom-poms and I don't subscribe to the, if you're not with us, you're against us and you hate the Eagles and blah, blah, blah. I give you my opinion, what I think happens with the games. So yes, that's correct. I don't hide from what I said. I said two and three. So that's good. Uh, anyway, so, uh, I think it's going to be a tough game for the Eagles. I think th- not having Zach Cunningham hurts. I think a lot of it depends. A lot of this game is going to come down to what we do, what you just talked about, um, McCaffrey and Kittle. But you got to make Purdy uncomfortable. This can't be him getting the ball out in two seconds and he's not touched. 
telling you, man, if this if they end up with one sack in this game, the Eagles lose. I'm going to say mm. it right now. They have to have at least three sacks in this game. Um, so I think that's going to be big. Um, I think on the offensive side of the ball, I do not want to see this kind of crazy halftime deficit. And if right, they do, right. I don't, you're not, you don't want to keep doing this, especially against this team. Um, I think that's going to be a big key to this thing. So get going early, take care of the football, man. Um, and you know what I also want to see, Tony? I don't think we talked about this much all week. Um, the Well, no, actually, Dak, what it is, and you fail to understand this. I get it. Uh, it is it is homerism if I feel the other way and I just say the Eagles are going to win. That That's not recognition. That's waving a pom-pom without giving my objective opinion for what it's worth. Right. Anyway. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to be wrong. I'm absolutely going to be wrong. But uh, yeah, per- perfect yeah. example, me, I'm whipping my pom poms in this game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. Like, like, listen, and, and, look, listen, listen I, I'll, I'll keep it so I'll be totally honest. I'm whipping my pom poms in this game. That's you know how I, I mean? feel about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, granted, I do think they can win the game regardless of that, yeah. but um, I'm a fan. I have and, no problem with that. And, and, and however and, you want to approach it, man. Yeah, Listen, that's why I said, you know, and it's not even against you, right? That, yeah. You no, know, that's why I said 28 27. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can Absolutely. win the game 28 27. So, uh-huh. um, yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I, I totally understand. Like, I acknowledge all the all the flaws in this game that can that, that can be um, held against the Philadelphia Eagles. I acknowledge right. all of them. Right. But, you know, um, you know, I guess they're, they're, they're just, I'm at this point now where it's hard for me to bet against Jalen Hurts against anybody. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why my score is so close. Like, I didn't say like 30. 17 no, you know what i mean but like 28 27 i think i think that's a realistic spot listen it's not crazy if you're on either side of this game there's there's right. nothing it's, it's not crazy there's nothing it's not crazy, crazy at all um but for, no, first but of all you're a professional okay you've been doing this for a long time okay <laughs> like you're like you're like you're like you're not just some guy that woke up on the side of the best you know i'm going to talk about sports today that's not yeah. like no you've been doing this for a long time man and um you know, you, you root for the Eagles more times than not. So oh, I, I listen, I want the Eagles to – let me be – I'll just give you my stance real quick. Right. I want the Eagles to win every time out. I want the city to have a winner. I want the city to have championships. I want them to win, man. I do. I want them to win. I want every. I want the Flyers, Sixers, Phillies, Eagles, Union. Uh, anything good that can happen to Philadelphia, man, sign me the frig up. I, I enjoy – I grew up here. I grew up rooting for these teams. I want to mm-hmm. see them win. Okay, let me be clear. But I, I, I'm I'm going to give you my objective analysis. But that doesn't mean I don't sit. You know me. I'm not a beat my chest. If I'm wrong, I'll tell you. I'm wrong. Right. I thought exactly. They Kansas City. You'll have your prediction, right? You'll be at home like, come on, Philly. Come on, yeah. Philly. Like, yeah. it's, it's the way it works, man. And, and I get a kick out of you guys giving me shit the next day. I love it. It's good. <laughs> I, I hope. Believe me, man. The day after the Kansas City game was beautiful. You guys killed me. I love it. Was it. Awesome. it was anyway, awesome. Anyway, the, the, the one thing I do want to see. I want to see them get Swift involved early in the yes, offense. Yes. I don't know why, other than maybe you're afraid you're going to burn him out. I don't know. Even that seems kind of lame. But get him the ball in the first couple of possessions some way, somehow, whether it's a run or a swing pass or something. I don't, for the life of me, the first couple, the first quarter, last week, I think in the week before, he didn't, he, he wasn't involved. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're I right. get it. You're so right. Yo, when you give him the ball in space, anything can happen. That's how good he is, in my opinion. If you get him the ball in space, he's shown an ability to break some these past couple weeks. He's broken some pretty big, um, you know, plays. So he has. You get him the ball in space, man. He can make a guy miss, and all of a sudden he's going yeah. for a 15, 20 yard gain. Like you yeah. gotta, you gotta let him cook sometimes. Yeah. That and if I have if I have an issue with Nick 
and Brian. It's that, man. Get this guy involved a little bit more early. And that opens everything up. I know the Eagles want to pass to get the lead. I get it. I'm with you. That's the NFL this day and age. But it doesn't mean you ignore somebody who's a really good weapon. Anyway, so I want to see him involved a little bit earlier. Um, I want to see – here's what I'm really excited for, Tone. I can't wait to hear this crowd. They're going to be in on everything, and they're going to be so loud when San Francisco has the ball as to you, you better have you like a lot of this is going to be like hand signals. You it, just, it's going to be, you better crazy. call DK Metcalf. You better find out what those silent. Yeah, right. You for. better be signing to Debo out on the outside, man. I'm telling you, it is going to be loud as hell. This is going to be as loud as you've heard. In my opinion, as loud as you've heard the link in a non-playoff situation. I think it's going to be that. Ooh, it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, it it's is. Playoff it's already atmosphere. there. This whole week has been nuts. Mm-hmm. I love it. And this and is the they're other riding thing. high off of that Bills win. Yeah. What? Yes. You know, Come and, on, and man. dude, the other part too is this is also what I love about Philadelphia and Philadelphia sports because we care so much. It matters mm-hmm. to it us burns. so much. It, it burns. Does. Where it hurts, man. It just if you if your team lose, it hurts. Like none of us are over the Super Bowl. And that's where again, I'll t- I'll show you it, like look at the look at the here's what I have on. Okay. <laughs> Do you think I don't want the Eagles to win? I want the Eagles to win. Okay. I just, I can't pull myself away from trying to be objective with this thing. Uh, but anyway, long story short. Listen, man, we're drinking the Kool-Aid. Okay. Yeah. We're drink. We're, we're, we're drinking the Kool-Aid. As a matter of fact, hold on, Rob. Okay. Get it. Get it. We're drinking the Kool-Aid. Yes. We're drinking the Kool-Aid. You guys, we're yes. drinking the Kool-Aid. Let's go. Get you. We're get drinking your the Kool-Aid. Okay. I like it. I'm telling like you, it. man. Regardless, that's awesome. Where did you get that, by the way? My, my wife found it. My wife found it for me. Um, that I want to cool. say I found it in Texas. Believe it or not. <laughs> Does that lid come off? Yeah, it's like it's, it's like a um, it's like a chain. So oh, 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 it's for it's like a piggy bank. Kind yeah, of. yeah, it's, it's like a piggy bank. Yeah, but I was it's gonna a, say it's an eagle bank. We taking it to the bank, baby. Okay. Lincoln Financial, baby. We cashing in. How about if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, the day after you fill that bad boy with some special. You know, some special sauce, special liquids, and 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 you and you drink it. All right, oh, is that a deal? Yeah. All right, yes, it's a it's a fucking deal. Yeah, yes, all right, it's a deal. And I'll have my Mad Dog Twenty Twenty Orange Jubilee ready to rock that day. Too. Oh my god, we're going all day long that day. All right, anyway, big build up here again. Hope I'm wrong. I think the Niners win. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Tone's got the Eagles winning twenty eight twenty seven. I have the Eagles losing by a field goal. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, all right. Fun week, man. Fun week out of everybody in the chat. By the way, I love you, Dak. Everybody in the chat. I love you guys. Everybody streaming. Everybody uh, listening. You guys, uh, seriously, way to bring the juice this week. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Don't go anywhere, by the way. Four hours of power here with Dan Cilio and Tone for the National Football Show. Anything you can do to help with Derek and Trish, it would really be appreciated. Okay, they they are strong people, but they're going through some challenging times. It's it's right there. Tone pinned it on the in the chat. You could go to Derek's Facebook page. The full explanation is there, and it's a very easy. Just click on the link to donate. Anything you can do is great. We appreciate it, guys. So listen, have a great weekend. Crush me on Monday if I'm wrong, uh, and I hope I am. But you guys are the best. Tone, have fun this weekend, man. Be good. All right, brother? Yes, sir. All right, take care, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks.